I love video games so much. I'm pretty fond of this podcast, too. They're fun. This is fun. Video games are fun. Well, not all games. Echo the Dolphin's not really that fun, but most games are fun. You know what isn't fun? Buying razor blades. And my friends over at Harry's agree. And that's why they started their company. And I don't understand why anybody would buy razors from anyone else. I'm super serial. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG and pick up a $3 trial set to find out for yourself why I'm so damn serial about this. Harry's makes the best razor blades out there and they ship them right to your front door. I don't think I'm allowed to lie in these, but I'm not anyways. I've been using Harry's for years and I've never considered going anywhere else. The blades come in this awesome little container that's easy to travel with and keeps them sharp and clean and the razor handle doesn't look like a piece of plastic out of cyberpunk. Those handles are great for high school kids with peach fuzz but you're a man now. Shave like one. And it's not just the blades. Looking good is great but smelling good is just as important. Harry's has skin softening body wash with scents like stone, wildlands, and redwood. I don't want to smell like plastic. I want to smell like a man. They have awesome smelling deodorant for $5, hair products, grooming supplies, everything you need to go from a five to a nine. Well, like an eight, and we don't want to overpromise. Well, like an eight, at least. Harry's offers subscriptions so you can get your blades and supplies when you need them, and you can feel free to cancel at any time, but you won't want to, I promise. Listen to me. Harry's is legit. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just three bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I have had a lot of coffee. And this week it is episode 142, and it's a very prestigious Patreon poll winning episode. If you don't know, every month our supporters on Patreon get to vote in a poll made entirely up of games that you guys have asked us to cover on the podcast that I've never played. And then I play through whatever game wins, and then we talk about it on the internet so it's locked in forever. And this month's topic and last month's Patreon poll winner is the prestigious Star Fox 64 for the Nintendo 64. And uh, fuck, I just... They put 64 in so many of those titles, and then I feel stupid saying for the Nintendo 64, but I almost feel like I have to anyway. Uh, a couple quick notes. I should point out, I played the 3DS remake of Star Fox 64. I've never played the Nintendo 64 version. I don't have access to it. I played it on the 3DS. My understanding is that it is quite accurate. I did not play with 3DS mode on at all, so I didn't use the gyro controls or any of that shit. Uh, I went as old school as I could, but I did it on the 3DS. 
My guest this week is my childhood chum, Daniel, and he grew up playing Star Fox 64. So I also kind of turned to him to cover for my lack of multiplayer experience and friends because I, I never played the multiplayer mode. Uh, but we get into that a little bit as well. And finally, I just want to throw a quick disclaimer of sorts out there before we get into the rest of this. Uh, I know how many of you love Star Fox 64. That is why it won our Patreon poll. I get it. It's all good. I just, I'm warning you, I don't love this game. I respect it. I certainly don't give it the Echo Dead the Dolphin, Mario was missing treatment, but just, you've been warned, Star Fox 64 is never going to be a contender for my favorite games list of all time, all right? I'm just... You've been warned, okay? We're going to get into that in just a few minutes, because speaking of warnings, this is your official warning that it's time for yet another edition of the Remember the Game infamous intro. And I should I should start this week off by thanking everybody, because March was just a record-shattering month for the podcast. I mean, I always share our stats with you guys and gals. It's not to brag. It's Well, a little bit of it is to brag, but it's also just to... To, you know, you, it's, this is all of ours. I have nothing to hide. We're a team. So I want you guys to know what's happening around here. Uh, February. February. So last month, February was a record month for downloads. And we had about 15,000 downloads. March, we had just under 23,000. So that is almost an 8,000 download jump over 30 days. And that's a new record by a mile. So uh, I've seen a whole bunch of messages from people listening to the show that are saying they're new to the podcast, that they just found us. And uh, thank you. All of you, I try to reply to everybody, but just I'm without words. I can't believe how much it's grown. So thank you all so, so much. And of course, thank you to everyone that signed up for our Patreon in March. We grew by 48 Patreons in March. Like to, to the big name podcasts and stuff with thousands of Patreons, that may not seem like a big deal. But to one dude just sitting in his spare bedroom yelling about video games, that's incredible. And it is very, very, very humbling. And I, like, look, this is... This is going to be where I plug the Patreon like I do every month or every week. Uh, but I just want to talk about this for one second, okay? I, I've been trying to improve the quality of my Twitch stream. That's something I've really been doubling down on and trying to learn how to you know, be better at it. And, and part of learning how to be a better Twitch stream is looking at other successful gaming content creators to see what's worked and what hasn't worked for them. And I've learned that there are some shitty people in the gaming ecosystem, like just constantly begging for cash, making shitty racist jokes, not coming through on their Patreon promises and rewards for people, stuff like that. It's gross. And I just want to make sure you all know this. Your Patreon support is invaluable to me. Okay. And I will always, and you can, you can cut this out, put it on the internet for all time. I will always deliver on what I promise you. Okay. I always, I drove a forklift for the better part of 20 years. I understand the value of a dollar. I understand how hard all of you work for those dollars. I do not take it for granted that you spend a couple of them on me. All right. And some of you have told me to stop apologizing for plugging the Patreon and stuff. And I really am trying because I get that it is a job now and I have to do that, but I just, I hate, I hate selling. So I just want you to know I take your pledge very, very seriously. And if you if you support us on Patreon, I respect your money, okay? And I don't take it for granted. And I want you guys all to know my old podcasts are always going to be free. You're never going to be pressured to donate or subscribe to me on my Twitch channel. Uh, my business model with Remember the Game, with this, with, with, with Twitch, with everything I'm doing, is that I hope that I earn your trust over time and then you decide on your own that our product is worth investing in. That's what I'm shooting for. But if you don't want to, if you can't, whatever, it's totally okay. I just want you to know you're never going to be pressured to do any of that, all right? I just, I'm about to plug the Patreon uh, 
fuck. But just know that it's it's not something I take lightly. All right. So there you go. Uh, our Patreon is only $2 US per month. It's like 50 cents a week, 40 cents a week in a long month, That's which is great. Uh, you get to help pick the games we cover. April's Patreon poll will be going live toward the end of this week once the calendar rolls over. And I'll even give you guys a sneak peek at the six games that are going to make up April's Patreon poll. I got them right here. It's going to be X-Men on the Sega Genesis, Mega Man Legends on the PlayStation 1, Evo on the Super Nintendo, Little Nemo the Dream Master on the NES, Mortal Kombat 3 for the Super Nintendo, and Parasite Eve for the original PlayStation. Those are the games that are going to be on our Patreon poll beginning later this week once the calendar flips. Uh, So for your $2 US a month, you get to help Pick a game for us to cover by voting in that poll. You get access to our Discord. You can DM with me. I check my messages almost every day. You can send in comments to be read on all our podcasts, including the ability to play, play one, remake one, erase one every week. And of course, you get extra podcasts, including early access to Game Patch every Friday morning. You'll also get exclusive access to Expansion Pass. We have over 60 bonus episodes waiting for you right now. And there's game reviews, game rankings, all sorts of fun stuff. And new episodes of that pop up each and every Sunday morning episode 52 of our patreon exclusive show expansion pass went live this past sunday and as per our listeners requests we talked about a we talked couch co-op couch multiplayer just side by side playing video games together the forgotten art of that and it was a very fun nostalgic episode and as is becoming tradition here on the remember the game infamous intro here's a sneak peek of the most recent edition of remember the game expansion pass episode 52 our couch co-op memories So we would play one shot would kill you and we would only play pistols. That was our favorite way to play Goldeneye. And so then it was just a matter of like one shot. Whoever got to nail their shot got the point. And we would play that game for fucking hours and hours and hours. I remember hitting like 14, 15 years old. And in the summertime, my I didn't have a curfew anymore. Uh, my mom would just assume that I was staying at like my friend Mike's house. And we would just play fucking Goldeneye till like two three in the morning just over just like i can still hear that like every time you died and you'd be so fucking mad oh dude and it would split the screen into the four corners and then you'd accuse each other of screen watching and we'd all say we weren't but we all fucking were right we all were that's one of the things about couch co-op that caused some problems the fucking screen watching and arguing with each other and saying you were watching my screen you're all there were two cardinal sins when you played GoldenEye. One was screen watching, which we all kind of did. And two was pick an odd job. Anyone that picked odd job was a piece of shit. You, those kids are all in prison now. So that was last Sunday's episode. You get instant access to that entire podcast and all the others when you sign up. This Sunday for episode 53, uh, I just watched the the last blockbuster on Netflix. And this is an episode we've been talking about doing for quite a while. We're going to talk about video game rental memories, video game rental stories, going to the store, that kind of shit. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Another very nostalgic episode. So that'll be our focus for this Sunday. So again, two bucks gets you all that and... You get a shout out and you get to hear me mispronounce your name on the podcast, just like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to our newest patrons, Tim Chambo, Chadi Lottie, David, Joseph Gonzalez, and Lee Spilling. I don't think I fucked any of those up. Thank you all so, so much. And welcome to Remember the Game Industries, patreon.com slash remember the game. Oh, shit. Oh, wait. Uh, if you're hearing this on March 31st, on Wednesday, March 31st, wait until tomorrow. 
if you want to sign up for our Patreon because it charges you on the, the day you sign up and then it charges you on the first day of every month. So if you sign up on March 31st, you get, you get charged when you sign up and then you get charged in 24 hours on April 1st. See, I'm honest. I don't want to steal your $2. So wait until April 1st and then you'll get charged and you have the whole month to listen to all the bonus stuff. Uh, and then as always, one last plug. Uh, I stream on Twitch a few nights a week. We're going Tuesday and Wednesday nights and Saturday afternoons right now. And occasionally other times I pop in there. Twitch.tv. And then just look for Member the Game. Not Remember the Game. Member the Game. Completely free to follow me. And then you can come hang out while I'm playing video games. And you can make fun of me. And I'll make fun of you. And it's lots of fun. And, oh, and sorry. One last thing. Uh, the merchandise samples that I ordered are all here. I like them. They seem to be pretty good quality. Those will be going live sometime in the next couple of weeks. We're going to have t-shirts. We're going to have hoodies. I don't know what else we're going to offer yet. Uh, but for those of you that are interested in supporting us that way with merchandise, uh, I'll make sure to let you all know when they're available. I think I'm actually going to shoot a quick video just reviewing the samples that I got in just to give you like to show you up close the idea of the quality of them and stuff like that. So uh, you'll be able to find that on YouTube. I never plug my YouTube, but YouTube dot com and then look for remember the game slash remember the game I, I, I there's tons of let's plays over there i just posted one of altered beast for the sega genesis uh all the podcasts are on there and all that kind of stuff so there's more stupid adam on youtube if you're interested and that's it that's all the pot that's all the plugs that's enough blowing myself let's blow some of you the our opening segment for the show i read a few comments and questions from our patreons usually gaming related but not always and we call this segment blowing in the cartridge he blows all right he blows big time that's it honey get into the spirit <laughs> Let's blow. Our first blower this week is Lord Finish, who wrote into us on Patreon and said, I know you're a Canadian, but you can stop apologizing for the way you try to pronounce our names. Like Winston Churchill once said, everybody, everybody has a right to pronounce foreign names as he chooses. And I try to live by that rule. My name is five simple letters and totally impossible to pronounce right for anybody with a, or anybody non-native Finnish. I couldn't care less. I know the struggle. Even English is hard to pronounce, and I struggle I'll go with some Swedish words, even though it's my second language, and I worked there for 17 years. The bottom line, just let the foreign names and words roll off your tongue without thinking too much of them, and it'll all be good. We get it. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Lord Finnish. That's that's not... I do apologize a lot, eh? Fuck. Now I said A, so that's A and apologizing. That's all the Canadian stereotypes fucking hammered home at once. Oh, jeez. Uh, but thank you for saying that finish and you're right. And I will try to stop apologizing for mispronouncing all of your names. I guarantee you, I mispronounce at least one out of five names that I read on this podcast. You should all know better by now. So I am going to attempt to stop apologizing for it and just own it. And you should all just expect it from here on out. Even if you've got like the simplest fucking John Edwards name, I'm probably going to mispronounce it at some point. So that message made my day. Thank you very much. Lord finish. I, Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Troy wrote in. I was gonna. I'm not gonna mispronounce your last name, Troy. Uh, <laughs> no, you know what? No. According to Lord Finish, I can. Troy Kasiniuk. Troy Kasiniuk wrote in and said, "Hey, Adam. I remember you mentioning a particular game song gets you amped up while working out. So I had to listen to some tunes off the VGM video game metal playlists for some metal remakes. And oh lordy, does that make a person take their power level over nine thousand? It makes up the majority of my gym pit playlist now. So Captain Falcon." Mega Man and the whole crew can push me a little bit harder. Now I really feel like I'm playing with power. Keep pumping out the gems. That's a great fucking comment. Thanks, Troy. 
Uh, and yeah, dude, I swear by that, you guys. If you're on the treadmill or on the bike or something, fire up some Mega Man soundtracks and you will fucking run through a wall. It is just, oh, it fires me up. Look on YouTube and shit or on Spotify, on any of those. There's tons of covers of various video game soundtracks. And this is actually incredibly topical because there's a band called Lame Genie and they do killer covers of video game soundtracks. I I think, and I apologize if I'm thinking of the wrong person, but I want to say it was McG on Twitter sent me one of their music videos and it's a cover of the Big Apple 3AM song from Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. And it's fucking incredible. It's so good. So I actually reached out to the band Lame Genie and we're going to record a podcast in the next couple of weeks just talking gaming soundtracks and how they covered them and it'll be kind of like the summoning salt episode. I'm going to try to do another interview. Uh, so I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I highly recommend looking up lame genie. I have some of their music on my phone from Apple music. Uh, Mega man three soundtrack that they covered is fucking insane. That shit fires me up. So fuck. Yeah. Good stuff. Troy. That's two for two, two good comments in a row. A town wrote in and said, Adam favorite Tetris 99 theme. And what are your thoughts on Invictus mode? Uh, you're speaking my fucking language, A-Town. Tetris 99 is the shit. I'm streaming that like two days a week on Twitch now. I have almost 200 hours into that game. I fucking love Tetris 99. Uh, my favorite theme, which if you've never played it, is like my favorite skin. They give you different overlays and stuff. Is either, I'm really digging the Bowser's Fury one right now. I think it's awesome. Uh, and I like the vintage Legend of Zelda skin. And I really like the Fire Emblem Three Houses one too. And there's an old Game Boy skin that I, I love the way it looks. It's got that green, that puke green screen. And it looks like playing the old Game Boy version of Tetris. But I can't use it for Tetris 99 because I rely on seeing the color of whatever piece is coming up. And that's how I decide. Like if I see orange, I automatically know which ways an orange L will go compared to a blue L. And when you play on that Game Boy screen, they're all the same color and it just fucks me over. I need the different colors, so I can't use it. Um, and then you asked about Invictus mode. It's great in principle, but I've never had it work properly. If you don't know, so quickly, Tetris 99. I can't imagine nobody, not people listening to this don't know what it is. I, I feel like I talk about it too often, but it's a, it's a Switch online game. It comes with your Nintendo Online subscription, and it's just a Tetris Battle Royale. It's just 99 people playing Tetris together, and the last one standing wins. When your screen fills up, you're eliminated. And Invictus mode is a separate mode still in the game, but it only people that have won a game of Tetris 99 can play in it. So it should be more difficult. It should be 99 previous winners. But every time I try that mode, it gets about half full, and then after a couple minutes, they just plug in bots to fill up the last, you know, 40 spots. And it's just not as, it's not the same. So I have not won on Invictus mode. I have a bunch of second places. I can't get a W on Invictus mode, but I just, yeah, I, I like the concept, but I can't be bothered to wait for a game to fill up on it. It just takes too long. So, uh, there you go. But yeah, good, good stuff. A town. I love talking Tetris 99. Uh, a couple more here. Johnny CCDC wrote in and said, uh, can I give a quick shout out to Mega Man 5 for the Game Boy? Most Game Boy Mega Man games are shorter, easier, recycled splices of the two most recent games in time of release, plus a unique Game Boy Mega Man killer boss. And that was all cool and everything. But Mega Man 5 took its own helm and gave us an original intergalactic star droid bosses based on planets in our solar system. We have a new Mega Man arm. Tango the Cat is a welcomed, or welcomed added robot pet to assist in battle. There's an amazing story arc with new robots 
robots named Terra and Sunstar, a tie-in directly to Dr. Wily, some throwbacks to old NES game robots, and honestly, one of the most emotionally driven endings to any Mega Man game to date. Plus, the aforementioned unique, or those aforementioned unique to the Game Boy Mega Man killer bosses, you get to refight all of them. It's the gigantic sleeper hit of the series, and if you haven't had a chance to play it, figure out a way. Or Nintendo, if you're listening, please remake this game for the Switch, giving it the old NES-style upgrade. No need to get fancy. Make it like Mega Man 9 and 10. Classic graphics with the exact same gameplay with maybe one or two added features for good measure. Adam, how can we make this happen? Johnny, we can't. We can't make this happen because Nintendo sucks. And it. I guess this is Capcom because it's a Mega Man game, but they hate us. Nintendo and Capcom hate us. That said, dude, I owned Mega Man 5 on the Game Boy as a kid. I It's the only game boy mega man game i've ever played and i love it i've beaten mega man 5 so many times we will definitely be reviewing it on remember the game eventually uh i don't think it's available anywhere maybe it's on the 3ds virtual console i'm not 100 percent sure on that but if you can play mega man 5 i agree with johnny mega not mega man 5 for the nes so you should play that too mega man 5 on the game boy the only beef i have with this game is it's one of those stupid mega man games where there's only four bosses available and you beat those four and then you get four more i hate that but it's every bit as good as an nes mega man in my opinion and it's portable or it was portable so fucking nice pull johnny i love mega man 5 um, for some reason, we had a whole bunch of have you played comments this week, and I want to rip through a few of them really quick before we, we move on from blowing in the cartridge. Mercury869 wrote in and said, hey, bud, I had an idea for a game you should play. I know you're not a PC guy, but if you can find the entire Half-Life collection on Steam for pretty cheap. I think it would be pretty cool if you gave some podcast love to an absolute classic like that. The game can run on a literal potato, so you don't need a beast of a con- or a PC for it. Don't get me wrong. I love all the console gaming you do. Um... Oh, no, I'm sorry. I love all the console gaming love you give, but it would be cool to see you dip your toes into some PC classics. Keep up the great work. You're absolutely crushing it right now. Thanks, Mercury. And that's a great call. I have played Half-Life 2. I played the original Xbox port of Half-Life 2. Fucking loved it. And that is all I've played from that series. Uh, I'm playing XCOM 2 on my gaming laptop right now. I am slowly warming up to PC games if they really grab me. Half-Life is something that interests me. I I, I will look into that because I loved Half-Life 2 so much. Uh, Explode Processing said, have you played Maneater? It is an action light RPG that plays like Grand Theft Auto, but you're a shark. I think the ridiculousness and carnage of this game is worth a playthrough and a review. I have not played that one yet, Explode, but I do have it on my PS5 because I snagged it when it was a free PS Plus game. So I I don't know when I'll get around to playing it, but uh, I know people like it. And the way you just described it, GTA with a shark, that makes it sound awesome. So it's it's on my radar. And then Cody Poland wrote in and said, I recently listened to your Slay the Spire review, and it reminded me of a different game that I've sunk an absurd amount of time into called Dicey Dungeons. It's a roguelike deck building game where instead of adding a bunch of cards to your deck, you choose a few weapon cards. Cards, uh, to bring into each battle at the beginning of your turn you roll a bunch of dice your amount varies on level and each weapon has different effects depending on what number is used on it there are a few different classes to play as too and each one plays very differently and has their own skill for example the, for example the warrior has the power to re-roll a dice up to three times and the thief copies a random piece of any enemy equipment each turn it also has a bunch of status effects such as burn poison freeze etc definitely worth checking out if you're looking for something new to pick up and play it is out on switch and windows i believe Cody that sounds fucking awesome I actually googled it after reading your message and that game looks exactly like my jam and it's on switch where it belongs so I'm gonna check that out for sure because like yeah comparing it to slay the spire 
got me a little hot and horny. And the fact that it's on Switch is like, oh, because I know a lot of you've been mentioning Monster Train, the card combat roguelike, which looks it's like Slay the Spire, but a little bit more complex. And it's awesome, too. But I want it on Switch. I don't want to play it on my TV. So I'm waiting for it to come to Switch. So thank you for the suggestions, everybody. Finally, one more comment before we move on. It's letter time. It's letter time. Nathan Freak wrote into us on Patreon and said, Hey, Adam, long-time listener, first-time writer-inner. I hope all is well in Alberta land. It's cold as fuck, Nathan, but we're okay. Um, Nathan said, I just bought an Xbox Series S on a whim, and I'm looking for your opinion on what you would do in this situation. The reason I bought the Series S is because my PS4 died just after the PS5 launched. What a coincidence. I didn't have a pre-order because I was content with my gaming situation with my Switch and my PS4 until a PS5 became available. However, we all know how that turned out. So when there was a shipment of a couple Xbox Series S's at my local Walmart, I figured why not get this now and decide what I want to do later when PlayStation 5s become more available. It's a tough decision for me because all my buddies I play online with are PlayStation diehards. I love PlayStation, but I understand the absolute deal that this system is, especially with Game Pass. So the way I see it, I have three options. I can settle with my Xbox and buy all my AAA games on there, avail of Game Pass, and connect with friends cross-platform, which is a little bit more of a hassle. I can use my Xbox for now, avail of Game Pass, and sell it when a PS5 lands in my lap, or keep both, despite my wife telling me there is no need for two systems. What would you do? Thanks for reading, and thanks for all the work you do for Remember the Game Industries and your fans. Keep up the outstanding work. We support you 100% of the way, my dude. Aw. Thanks a lot. I appreciate that, Nathan. Uh, I think there's an argument for any of your three options. That's tough. So your first option was keep the Xbox Series S and then just play cross-play with your friends when they want to play games. I think that's a viable option because I do think that cross-platform play is going to become more and more and more common as we move on. I just think it's inevitable. And now that Sony's kind of started, because Sony was the one that was reluctant to get into cross-play, and then they kind of got their hands forced by Fortnite and stuff, and now it's just becoming a regular thing. So... You are going to have certain games you get shot out on, but I think that's definitely a possibility if you don't want to shell out for a PlayStation. That said, your second option was to sell the Series S when you get a PS5 and then play on PS5. Um, If you prefer PlayStation, then I don't see a problem with that option. You know, all your buddies are there. You can play all your games with them. Selling the Series S will help finance at least a portion of the PlayStation 5 price. To me, the only negative to doing that is you're walking away from Game Pass. And as you said, it's just a smoking deal. So then your third option is just to rock both and to try to explain to your wife why you need two consoles. Now, I will say that that is what I do. I have a PlayStation 5, a Series X, and my Nintendo Switch. I understand. And that's not a flex. I'm poor. <laughs> well, I'm not poor, but my I have a rich girlfriend. That's how I can afford this. Uh, if, if, if money is not an issue, uh, if you can afford to rock both, I think that is the best of both worlds. Because then you've got the exclusives on both consoles. Because PlayStation's got exclusives. And they have exclusives that are really, really fucking good. And they, there's really not much on the PS5 right now. But they are coming. And then you can play those with your friends. And then you still have Game Pass where you basically have the entire... That's the cool thing about Xbox. Is that with Game Pass you have all their exclusives. And every time one comes you've got it day one. So if you can afford to rock both. I think that's the way to go. And I frankly, if PlayStation is your primary source of gaming. Then I think the Series S is the perfect side ho- hustle for you because then you've got it whenever a new exclusive on xbox comes out but you've got your playstation as kind of your workhorse and like as your you know as your as your starting quarterback and then your series s is your backup to come in for a couple of reps a game um so if money is no object and you're not worried about your wife leaving you for spending too much money on video games i would recommend rocking both but if not 
then it kind of comes down to like, do you put up with cross platform and then rocks game pass or do you get rid of your Xbox and keep your PlayStation? Then I think it just comes down to what means more to you uh, having to deal with cross play, but having access to game pass or not having to deal with cross-platform play, but giving up Game Pass. And I can't make that decision. Personally, I would deal with cross-platform play and keep Game Pass, because I think Game Pass is just going to keep getting better and better. But So if I was ranking your three options, I would say play with both if you can. And if that is not an option, I would personally, I would... It's hard, because I don't know your preferences, but personally, I would keep the Series S and deal with cross-platform when I wanted to play with my friends. Because Game Pass is just too good a deal but that's all the, i hope that helped i hope that helped i know i'm not very useful but i hope that helped and thank you for the kind words and the support my friend that is all the blowing this week thank you so much for all the questions everybody please keep them coming we're getting so many comments i just can't keep up these week or can't keep up these days which is fucking great uh and with that said let's speaking of having too many fucking comments to read let's get into our smash hit segment play one remake one erase one And a huge thank you, as always, to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with our theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week, I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released. They can remake one as a current game. And the third game is erased from time forever. And this week, I decided to change the rules, change the format up just a little bit. We're still playing, remaking, and erasing, but we're doing it with three entire franchises. We're talking Star Fox on the podcast, so I figured it was just right to talk uh, forgotten Nintendo franchises. That's what the edition is this week. And we're talking the entire Punch-Out series, the entire Star Fox series, and the entire F-Zero series. As always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one, and we'll get to that in just a minute. And again, this implies this applies to the entire franchise. So you can leave one franchise as it is, you can kickstart another and remake it, and the third is wiped off the face of the earth. We had 40 entries this week. Fuck, I can't read all of them, but I am going to rocket through as many as I can. Let's go. Makeshift Mallow Money says, Play Punch-Out. Those games have stood the test of time, and they're still fun. Remake Star Fox, because this franchise has been horribly mismanaged since 64, and with taking or with taking Fox out of his air wing and a shitty motion control setup for the Wii U game, keep him in the air wing, make it open space world or make it an open space world, toss in some RPG elements, and I'm a happy dude, erase F-Zero, take the Nintendo name off it, and it's a paint-by-numbers futuristic racer, Falcon Punch, your ticket to the trash bin. Oh. Um, you're not wrong. Like, I love F-Zero, and I want a new F-Zero game pretty bad. But you're not entirely wrong, makeshift, that if you take Nintendo's name off it, it is kind of a paint-by-numbers futuristic racer. That said, I do think it is the best of the futuristic racers. Uh, so yeah, I, I agree with that. And having not being a Star Fox fan, the general consensus seems to be they've kind of dropped the ball since Star Fox 64. So if you're a Star Fox fan, remaking it makes sense. Uh, and it didn't take too long for someone to step on my toes and erase punch out Andre who wrote in and said, play F zero strong game, strong games that are still great to play today. Remake Star Fox. These games are so much fun and you take the concept and put it into today's graphics. It would be a banger erase punch out. 
I always sucked at punch out, so I will toss it in the damn trash with little to no remorse. You know what, Andre? I'm pretty tempted to toss your official Remember the Game Industries fan club membership card into the goddamn garbage with little to no remorse. You do not erase punch out. And you're not the only one that did this. And every single one of you that did this is going to fucking hear about it on the show today. The logic of the other two makes is irrelevant at this point. Once you erase punch out, we're be, I'll punch you out. That's, yeah, we're fucking all soda popinski your ass. We're enemies now. Thank you for playing. Thank you for the support. Chris Goodfellow wrote in and said, play Punch-Out. Mike Tyson's Punch-Out still plays great, and it was already remade on the SNES, which was just as good. Remake Star Fox, give it better graphics, make it portable on the Switch, and you have a game even Adam might like. (laughs) Erase F-Zero, I'm not a fan of racing games outside of Mario Kart, and I don't see remaking this game changing that. And that's, you know what, Goodfellow, you're not the only one to say that, like, we have Mario Kart, we don't need F-Zero. I consider them to be two incredibly different experiences, but frankly, I think the reason we haven't gotten another F-Zero game is because Nintendo is like, we have Mario Kart, we don't need F-Zero. So I can't blame anyone else for feeling that way. Andre SJA Flash said the exact same order, just with slightly different logic. He said, this is surprisingly easy for me. Play Punch-Out. Between the NES version and the arguably better SNES version, just leave them be. Remake Star Fox. As much as I'm going to flame those games over the next week, Fox is too badass of character to deserve such shoddy treatment. Erase F-Zero. Captain Falcon is such a cool fucking character, but we have Mario Kart case closed. And it's, yeah, like it's that's the problem, is... I can't get rid of Mario Kart to bring F-Zero back as much as I want F-Zero back. So I'm kind of, as an F-Zero fan, I'm kind of between a rock and a hard place because it's I get why we're not getting it. But just give us the soundtracks even. Just give us the fucking soundtracks then. Raul wrote in and said, tough one. I would play Punch-Out. The NES, SNES, and even Wii versions are classics as they are. Remake Star Fox. The SNES one is still fun, but the graphics are a bit rough now. I wouldn't mind seeing an updated version with modern aesthetics. Erase F-Zero. I didn't play this series a whole lot. The SNES and GameCube versions were fun, but if one has to take the fall, F-Zero would be it. And that seems to be the popular order this week. The general, by far, I think the the most common answer is to play Punch-Out, remake Star Fox, erase F-Zero. And I understand the logic behind all three. I just don't agree with it. It hurts my heart a little bit. John Byrne 86 said, play Punch-Out. I'm not a big fan of this series. Don't yell at me too much. But <laughs> that's what he said. But I do feel it deserves to be played today just to see how far games have come. You're not going to get yelled at, John, because you didn't erase Punch-Out. You played it like a fucking normal human being. John says, remake Star Fox. I have a soft spot for this series as a whole. The first one was rough on the SNES. And I agree with you, Adam, with shoot everything and see what happens. Star Fox 64 is an amazing game that plays so well, especially on the 3DS. I don't want to talk about the adventure game. The joy of Star Fox is the R-Wing and flying. Make this series to keep flying and let's see improvements on it. And then Erase F-Zero. I do enjoy this series for what it is. But if I want to play racing games, we have better choices in every generation. And that's, again, the fucking problem. I just don't feel like any of them... Yeah. I've repeated myself. A couple more here before we wrap this up. A novel console said this one is pretty good. I'd remake Star Fox because it is amazing to play Star Fox in a brand new console. I'd play F-Zero because it's perfect the way it is on any console it's on. And Punch-Out can fuck right off because rhythm-based boxing is definitely not for me. Just pulling the knife out of my chest. And you, your old fucking novel console. You guys can't erase Punch-Out. David Phillips said, play Star Fox. They have enough games that you can play just about anything your heart desires. Remake F-Zero. It's an okay franchise, but could do with a needed update. Erase Punch-Out. Though a fun puzzle game, there are better out there. And really, I just don't have the attachment to it. David Phillips. How do you guys erase Punch-Out? What the fuck is happening? 
Oh, just I can feel my fucking good eye twitching. I worked at Subway wrote in. It said I would play the Star Fox series since we already have a remaster of Star Fox 64, which kicks ass, though I wish they'd bring it to the Switch. I would remake the F-Zero series because it seems to be forgotten by Nintendo and bringing it back with HD graphics would be amazing. I agree. And lastly, I'd erase Punch-Out because I've never been a big fan. I'm never eating at Subway again. I worked at Subway. How does that make you feel? I've never been a big fan of your fucking sandwiches coming after my precious punch out. And Silver Grunion said, play punch out because it's perfect and its existence is basically a progression of remakes. Thank you. Uh, remake Star Fox because it's long overdue even if you kept the original polygon look but upgraded it to HD and then erase F-Zero because if one has to go at least there are a ton of other great racers but no other games in their respective genres have ever touched Star Punch Out or Star Fox so by default it's going to be F-V-F-Zero it's not a terrible like I don't agree with the idea of erasing F-Zero but Grunion you're not you're not wrong like there are there are other games in the respective genres that can stand up to F-Zero, Punch-Out and Star Fox are kind of in a league of their own. I I, I can get on board with that. But first, okay, so we're going to get to the right answer now. First of all, every single one of you that erased Punch-Out, whether I read your comment or not, you're on double secret probation around these parts from now on. That's them's fighting words. Uh, and you were all wrong. Everyone I just read, you had the wrong order. Joe Buck has the right order. You play Punch-Out because it's a classic. Remake F-Zero, it could be a sweet game today. And Star Fox can go fuck a hat. Done and done. Well played, Joe Buck. And he was not the only one that got it right. Too loud for the crowd. Said, yo, Adam, I would say play Punch-Out as the, both of those games are perfect. I never played the one on Wii, but it looked like a good enough remake. If they just make Punch-Out the same control style like the original Fight Night on Xbox, that would be killer. No way I could erase it. I agree with you totally. Too loud for the crowd. Too loud said he'd remake F-Zero. That one that de- that's one that desperately needs to come back. I think eventually it will. And then Star Fox was amazing, but it hit its high watermark a long time ago. We could do without it. So in the trash you go. I agree with you too loud. Paul said, okay, uh, I think this one isn't as hard that when you actually take the quality of the full franchise into account. Play the Punch-Out games because none of them are bad. They're all fun today. Remake F-Zero because we're clearly never getting another one. I agree. And then erase Star Fox because I think it awakened the furry in too many innocent kids that were just trying to play a space shooter and suddenly felt a weird pants feeling for a sexy frog. <laughs> What the fuck? The furries. I agree with your order, Paul. I agree with all your order. Shout out to Raging Demon, Defunct, Chris Coplin, Yamcha, Buganish, Doug Dorn, Brian Ransom, and Doxer. You all got it right as well. This is the order I would go in. I would play Punch-Out. Because I, see, I think that I would love another Punch-Out game. I almost put this in Remake. The NES one is a masterpiece. Super Punch-Out is one of my favorite games of all time. When they finally announced the Wii version, I was super excited, and then I just never got around to playing it. It was just... It's one of those rare franchises where I don't really want a fancy new version. Just give me a modernized 8-bit version, and I'd be happy. So I I almost remade Punch-Out, but... I'm good with it. We got a remake and I skipped over it on the Wii. So as long as I have the NES and SNES entries, I don't need to touch it. I'm okay. I would remake F-Zero. This is the one. I would listen to an argument to remake slash revive any of these three franchises. I already explained my thoughts on Punch-Out. And I was somewhat tempted to put Star Fox in the remake category because God knows what they could do with the tech today in that franchise. But I just... God, I love F-Zero. And they're just letting it fucking twist in the wind and die on the vine. It's like, and dude, if we hadn't gotten those two tracks on Mario Kart 8, I might not be as hot and horny for F-Zero as I am. But hearing that music, seeing how those tracks look, when you play them on 200cc and they fly by, 
Oh, it looks so good. And I don't think we're ever going to get another F-Zero game because Mario Kart is the cash cow and they're not going to cannibalize that. But holy fuck, I want F-Zero back. And then I would erase Star Fox. And we're going to get into this in just a couple minutes. I have never loved this series. On-rail shooters are not my jam. I like the characters minus a certain useless tit of a frog or whatever the fuck Slippy is. And if this, if Star Fox had been up against a franchise other than my beloved F-Zero... I might have made it a remake and just said, make us a fancy new one. But I'm not touching Punch-Out, and I just like F-Zero more than Star Fox. So I'm sorry, Fox. No barrel rolls for you. You are erased. On the plus side, if we erase Star Fox, Slippy's gone forever. So uh, to me, it's just good all around, all, all over. But anyway, thank you to everyone that played Play One, Remake One, Erase One this week. We get so many comments. Eventually, that's just going to spin off into its own podcast. It just feels like it's inevitable. I don't know when. Probably, I'm, I'm half joking, but... I could fucking I could make an episode every week and just read all the comments on play one remake one erase one. I love how much you guys like it, so thank you. Let me quickly break down what I've been playing, and then we'll get into Star Fox sixty four. Uh, as I mentioned early on in blowing into cartridge, I finally dove into XCOM two on my gaming laptop. It's kind of my uh, my nothing to do with the podcast game. You know, I'm not playing it for the podcast or for a review. It's where I just go when I want to space out, and it's a game that I've had my good eye on for years. And I finally pulled the trigger, and uh, I'm really digging it. It's got a very steep learning curve. Uh, I think the campaign that I'm playing through right now will eventually end at humanity's demise, and then I'll start over. Uh, but I'm using it to learn the mechanics of the game, and it's really, really good. If you're into tactical games, I really recommend it. Just know that it is going to fuck you up. It is not an easy game at all. It is very unforgiving. Uh, but I'm going to put some time into this one. I've been playing it before bed most nights. I'm really digging it. Quickly, if you don't know, I never played the original XCOM, but in XCOM 2, aliens have taken over Earth, and you're basically controlling like a... Uh, what's the term I'm looking for? Uh, not revolting. Is it revolting? Uh, oh, God, I smoke too much weed these days. I can't remember the word. But basically, you're controlling like... A, oh, resistance. You're controlling a group of like humans that are resisting and fighting back against the aliens who have now taken over planet Earth. And as you play through the game, you recruit more humans and you like upgrade your star base or whatever you want to call it, like the ship that you're living... Because you're living in like one of the old alien ships now because they've taken over planet Earth. And you're like upgrading your ship and using it to upgrade all the, the troops that you recruit and give them different abilities. And then you drop them into the tactical maps for quests. And it's really, 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 really fun game. So I'm really digging it. Uh, I've also been playing Nier Automata or however you say it, because I get yelled at every time I say it, on my PlayStation 5. I am playing, obviously, the PS4 version, but I'm playing it on my PS5, courtesy of my pal Tim. He sent it to me as a gift. Very funky game. It's made by Square Enix. It's cool because this is a game that I don't think I ever would have played on my own, but if someone is generous enough to give me a game as a present, I am going to give that game the time of day. I feel like that's the least I can do. And this is actually really neat. One of those games that I never would have discovered otherwise. I love the combat. And the story's got me hooked. I want to see where the story goes. So I'm really into that right now. And then I've actually gone back to playing Fall Guys for some reason. I'm not playing it a ton, but it's like a great 20 minutes to kill video game. I just, I want to win a game in that so bad. I have a few top threes, top fours, no Ws. I want to win a game of Fall Guys and then I'll be good. Uh, and then I'm jumping into Toe Jam and Earl on the Sega Genesis because it won March's Patreon poll. I owe you guys an episode on it. Uh, that'll be coming in the coming weeks, and I want to see what that game is all about. I think that's it. My girlfriend and I have been playing Mario 3D World, but we just haven't had time to play the last couple weeks. We're going to try to put that bad boy to bed this upcoming weekend and move on to Bowser's Fury. Uh, and that's it. 
Finally, let's get into Star Fox 64. I like to give you nerds a chance to sound off about what we're talking about first. There was a ton of comments from you guys. So I'm going to rock through a few of them here. Corey Street said, I used to play this game on repeat as a kid. It was the only game I had until Christmas other than Superman 64. And at my age, I knew it was horrible. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember Andros's big stupid monkey face being blown away into a brain and scaring me to the point of turning the game off and I stopped playing it for a while. It had its faults, but I love this game. Kyle Paul said, I can remember renting this game every month or so because it was so much fun. It took me a few tries to beat it as a dumb kid, but the hours spent playing it were great. Uh, there's a lot of love for this game. Brendan Hine wrote in and said, this was one of the first Nintendo 64 games I played back in like 1996. Going back to your discussion on couch co-op games, this is another Nintendo 64 game I played tirelessly with friends on the old split screen, doing all them battle barrel rolls and whatnot. It's another one of those Nintendo 64 party go-tos for multiplayer. I think had I played it as a kid and played multiplayer, I might have different opinions of this game today because I did not play this game um, when I was a kid. Yamcha wrote and said a great game coming from Star Fox for the SNES and going to this it's a huge improvement the graphics the story the gameplay Star Fox 64 does all the original did it bumps it up by a thousand I could suck Star Fox off all day just a great game and the multiplayer adds to that it's still a 10 out of 10 for me I will agree with you on that Yamcha well I mean I love Star Fox 64 I'm pretty sure I say it on the podcast infinitely better than the SNES version. Not even close. Swedish Fish. Lots of memories playing this game. I love the fact that it was short and fun and you could easily run through a multiple end or run through the multiple endings and scenarios in a day. Perfect fun to chew on for a long summer afternoon. And finally, Vincent L. wrote in and said, yes, this game right here is my bread and butter, my favorite video game of all time. My big brother introduced me to Star Fox 64 when I was four years old, when I watched him beat the second Andros in awe. Since then, I have had a love for this game, and I still play the original cartridge. The other installments in the series are good, but they do not compare to Star Fox 64. From the graphics to the characters to the amazing soundtrack, this is a campy, funny game the whole family can enjoy. Thank you so damn much for doing an episode on Remember the Game. I'm happier than a clam on Christmas. Christmas. Cheers and do a barrel roll. Vincent, I respect your passion so much. Please don't hate me by the end of this episode. <laughs> I really, listen, I really did try to be fair to this game. All right. I do not just shit all over this game just because I don't like it doesn't mean I can't understand that what's good in it. So I tried very hard to be fair. I'm just dreading. I've been dreading this episode for weeks. This fuck me. Let's cue up some Star Fox 64 music. And uh, when I turn it off, I'll come back and my buddy Daniel and I will talk Star Fox 64. And hopefully I won't piss everybody off and this will be the downfall of the podcast. Because we're talking the, uh, the iconic, somewhat controversial, at least in my book, Star Fox 64, which originally released in North America on April 27th, 1997. Do a barrel roll. Let's go. Look, we've all been there. You're on your computer, you're plugging away at a project or a video or a podcast, and then somehow you lose your work. The computer crashes, you drop your phone on the delete key, your hard drive isn't terraformed or whatever it is, hey, lightning strikes the transmitter, doesn't matter. Bottom line, your work is gone and it's devastating, which is why you need backup, literally. 
in the form of CrashPlan. They're offering a free trial of their computer backup services and some special deals, all for the hot dogs at CrashPlan.com RTG. CrashPlan is the ultimate computer backup service. Whether you're just a solo internet renegade like myself, or you run a business with a bunch of people all click-clacking away, CrashPlan hangs out in the background while you work, and every 15 minutes, they encrypt and back up all the files on your computer that have changed in that time. So if your computer decides to jerk you around, and they do, and you lose your work, a backup is waiting for you. And it's not a backup from yesterday, it's a backup from the last 15 minutes. Come on now, that's... It's pretty sweet. And not only are they saving the most recent versions of your work, they can back up unlimited versions of your work. So it's like a rewind button. Realize you screwed something up an hour ago? Just rewind an hour, go find an old version of it, and you're just like that. You're done. You're back to the races. It's awesome. Time is money. Don't waste your day redoing your work in a rage-filled stupor if something goes wrong. Check out Crash Plan, invest in a safety net, and save yourself a ton of time and stress when your computer decides not to play nice. Seems like a no-brainer to me. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited-time buy-one-get-one offers for Remember the Game listeners. That's CrashPlan.com RTG. Back up better with Crash Plan. Okay, joining me via the blank phone this week is a frequent guest on the show, a good buddy of mine. Actually, uh, you know, in the interest of transparency, the gentleman that provided me with a copy of Star Fox 64 to play for this podcast after it won our Patreon poll, and that is my buddy Daniel. How's it going, pal? Hey, going really good, buddy. I uh, so th- first of all, thanks for lending me the. So we, I played Star Fox 64 3D. I should just get that out of the way right now. I've never played the original Nintendo 64 version. I don't have a Nintendo 64. I played the 3D version. Now, uh, my understanding, and please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, Daniel, but my understanding is that for the most part, the 3DS version is pretty, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Pretty loyal to the original. Like they didn't change everything around or anything like that. If they change anything, I can't remember. Like, they, they added the gyro controls, but you get the option as to whether or not you want to use them. And I went with the original 64 uh, controls when I replayed it on the 3DS as well. Yeah, same here. I uh, never I once... Back in the day, but... Yeah, yeah. I, I never one time turned on the 3DS controls with the gyro and stuff like that on my 3DS because I just... I was like, everyone wants a Star Fox 64 review, so I tried to keep it as close to the 64 as humanly possible without having to pick up that fucking abomination of a controller. And um, and I got to just, okay, I have been kind of dreading this episode. Like, this will be going live on March 31st. We're recording this on March 24th. I have been kind of putting this off. It's, it's been like I have like a minor toothache and I don't want to go to the dentist type feeling because I understand that this ha- is something I have to do. I 
Oh God, I don't like this game and I understand so many people like it and we're going to get into it and I want to warn everyone right now, I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to treat it like Echo the Dolphin. I'm not going to shit all over it. I'm not going to give it a zero out of 10 or say it's the worst game ever or anything like that. I want to make this abundantly clear before I get into all the things I don't like about this game. There is a fine line between a bad video game and a good video game that I just don't like. There is a fine line there. Echo the Dolphin, Mario is Missing, Virtual Bart, Shaq Fu. Those are bad video games. Yeah, All right? Are. Yes, right. I, thank you. I'm not saying Star Fox 64 is any of those games. You know what Star Fox 64 is? And we are opening a can of worms that I didn't plan to open. And we're going to shut it right away. Star Fox 64 is a lot like Majora's Mask. I understand why so many people like it. I just don't like it. I just don't get And for those of you that are wondering where the Majora's Mask episode is, it is never happening. Because I don't want to deal with the backlash. Because I will be harder on that game than I will be on Star Fox 64. Okay? Because there's... it's I don't even think Star Fox 64 is overrated, Daniel. I just don't like it. Do you like this game? Like, is it good? Uh, it's, it's not my favorite. And that's not because of the game. It's because I don't... I don't like rail shooters for one, which is about three quarters of this game. Yes. And... But it, like it, it's a good game. It's just not the most for me. I think I like it more than you do, and I guess we'll find out come the end of the episode. But it's 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 a game you play for an hour or so, and then put in something else. Or at least that's what I used to do as a kid. No, I, I, that's how I felt. Now, like I, so before you guys come at me and say I didn't experience or anything, because I have not played the multiplayer at all. I don't have the. I will get into that. I didn't grow up with it, but I have played the campaign a couple of times. I've taken a couple of different routes through the campaign. And, like, there's a lot of goods, okay? I actually think, and I looked up some Nintendo 64 images to put beside the 3D ones to just kind of get an idea. And, like, even on the 60, I think this game actually looks quite nice. As someone who is traditionally maybe almost unfairly hard on graphics from the Nintendo 64 PS1 era, I don't think this game looks bad. I think this game graphically is actually aged better than a lot of games from that era. I don't. I, I, I love the graphics for this game because they, they found a style that works with their limitations, and they ran it. They ran with it. Yeah, you like know, I, the ships all have hard hard angles that were not because that was easier to do. Same with the characters, but they leaned into that style and it, they made it work. Yeah, quite frankly, uh, I think this is maybe. You know, I think I would go as far as to say that I think this is one of the better looking uh nintendo 64 games and i think part of the reason for that is probably because of the type of game that it is you don't have you know just to take a couple of big name nintendo 64 games everybody knows like a golden eye or an ocarina of time or a mario 64 or any of those you've got like the backgrounds which you can do a lot more work with but then you've got all of those horrible lego brick type looking characters walking around in them and in this game there's not as many of those characters walking around there's obviously ships and stuff flying at you but everything is kind of moving quickly and you're not just walking slowly on the ground and so i don't think there's as many opportunities for those lego brick style characters to show up and so your primary focus is on the backgrounds and on the environments that you're in and yeah like full points i think this is one of the best looking games on the console it looks like to this day i'm looking at pictures and i'm like this isn't ugly even today and you cannot say that daniel about 90 plus percent of the nintendo 64 library you can't no 
But no. but this I, one looks I, fine. I love Ocarina at a time, but you can't tell me that that those graphics have held up. No, not at all, right? And it's and this is one of those few that I, I think uh, does look very good. I think the sound in this game, and we'll get into a little bit more into detail on a couple of these things. But I think the sound in this game is surprisingly okay. I don't know exactly how it sounded on the Nintendo. Was there voice acting on the sixty four version? There probably was. I, I think so. I, the, only, the only thing I can't remember is if the 64 actually had the voices or if it did did the gibberish voices. I think it did. Oh, yeah, like the mumbling? Little, yeah, like, yeah, on the Wikipedia page here, it says that it receives critical acclaim for its controls, voice acting, multiplayer modes, and replayability. So, yeah, so it must have had voice yeah. acting. Dude, if anyone ever says do a barrel roll to me again, I might puke because I fucking hate it. I God, I hate that. But yeah, first so it, person to put that in the in the uh, the reviews for this is banned. I yeah, hope. yeah, banned. Yes, uh, or even on the podcast that I'm I'm feel I feel confident saying that. Oh God! So I mean, it Although looks do good. The, do the Google barrel roll trick. That's fun. Oh fucking do barrel roll! But I mean, it looks good. It sounds good. I do like the idea of the alternate paths, and we're, we'll get into that because I like the concept. I don't know how much I like the execution, but we'll. I, I like the idea of it. Uh, it is very very short, but the thing. I think the reason I don't like this game, I think what it, I mean, Slippy sucks taint. We're definitely going to shit on, if Angry, I don't think Angry Adam's going to show up, but I fucking hate Slippy. But I don't, I don't hate this game because it's bad. I hate it because frankly, I don't feel the genre has aged well. I don't feel on-rail shooters have aged that well. This to me just felt like a very big playing of Galaga where the primary focus was just getting as many hits as you could and trying to run up a high score. And I'm like, and like you said, you like, I agree with you. It's fun for, uh, I mean, I didn't even think it was fun, but I understand why someone would think it's fun for an hour. And then you're like, all right, well that's, you know, all right, I'm ready to play something else now. Like I'm ready to, I've done it. Like there's a, there's not much to do. There really isn't. I just don't personally, I don't think there's that much to do in this game. I yeah, just, no, yeah. I'd agree. And I found it, dude, I find it so fucking re- repetitive. I just so fucking repetitive. Shoot the ships. Here come more ships. Shoot the ships. Hey, Fox, save me. Save me too. I also need to be saved. Shoot the ships. Look out for rocks. Shoot the ships. You know what my favorite part of playing this game was? Was when it changed it up and like my favorite levels are the ones where you're like you are actually in outer space. And I felt the same way about the Super Nintendo one. And you're dodging like big ships that are floating around or asteroids and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but I was desperate for it to change the formula and make me do something else. And I'm going to see what you think about this. Cause the first time it really changes the formula and makes you do something else is when you do the dog fights where it's you and your team against what's that guy? Who's that dog, gray Fox? Is that what it is? Uh, star, star wolf, star wolf. So then you fight against star wolf and the other three there, the, the, the pig and the weird looking yeah, gecko thing. And, and, uh, was it chameleon in this one? Yeah, I, I think remember. it's a chameleon. Yeah, and okay, uh, yeah. and I I got a bit like, did you like? Did you? I fuck, I hated, I hated, hated that dog fight so much. But I'm curious, what do you think? Do you like? Do you like it? It's fine if you do. I know a lot I, of people do. I hated it. I I like the dog fight one. The same with like the uh, a lot of the bosses where it would switch from being the on rails to I think they called it all range mode where yeah. you could fly anywhere and whatnot. Uh, and the dog fight controls were better and you had a little bit more freedom in what you could do. Like you could do the U-turn and the, the, not the barrel roll, but the, uh, the somersault. Yeah. Yeah. Somersault uh, and whatnot. And, and it actually, you know, did something useful as opposed to doing it during a level. Right. Um, so I, I like the levels more. I like the characters of 
from Star Wolf. Me too. Uh, uh, and, and some of the other guest characters that you got in, in some of those levels, like Cat and Bill. Right. Uh, so I, I, I did enjoy those. I like the, the controls were still a little clumsy. Oh, so, okay. So you, you nailed it. You touched on a couple things there that I like. Cause I also, I, and I like this in any video game. I love it when the bad guy is like bizarro Jerry. Like when the bad guy is like the dark version of your team, which this clearly is, you know, it's, and, and I love that. I love that. And I thought that was when that mission starts, when you fly in and then they show up and then, you know, you have to fight them. I was like, oh, fucking sick. It's like the bizarro. It's like the evil versions of us. And I've always had a hard on for that type of mechanic. And I also like when you go into a boss fight as a whole. And like you said, it goes into that kind of full, uh, what's it called? Full view mode or whatever the fuck it is. Um, uh, all range. All range, right. Where you can basically yeah. go wherever you want within, you know, limitations. I like that way better too because it takes you a little bit more off rails. But where I, so, uh I was so excited when that first dogfight scene started. And I, and for the record, I didn't die. I beat it. And that first time you fight them, uh, you have to beat them within a certain time limit so that you can like disarm these bombs or something. You have to fight off the four of them and you have to do it before the time runs out so that you can stop these bombs too. And I did beat it. Yeah. So I'm not mad because I couldn't beat it because I beat it and disarmed the, I never once had the timer run out. I beat it every time, but I just, I like, I fucking, Oh, I hate the controls in this fucking game. Cause I'm like, Oh fuck. There goes one of the ships. Oh, never mind. It just flew past me. And then the fucking arrow is beeping at me to show me it's uh, on the left. One of them's chasing, you know, fucking slippy. So then I go to the left, go to the left, go to the left, go to the left. And then all of a sudden it's on the right. And I'm like, Oh fuck. Okay. Go back to the right. Now they're fucking behind me. And I just was like, do I just not fucking understand? Why can't I just look at who I'm trying to fucking fight? And, and, and it's this moment. Maybe I just don't get it, but I can do all the stupid moves that they're telling me to do, like the somersaults and the barrel rolls and shit like that. But motherfucked, if I can get these pieces of shit to stay on my screen for more than two fucking seconds, and every time I turn around to try to look at one of them, the goddamn camera's telling me to go back down because I'm too high, or I'm almost hitting the ground, or there they just went flying past again, or one of my three goddamn partners are begging for help again. And I finally hit a point where I just was like, I hope all three of you fucking die and i'll just do it myself it made me so angry and i was like how the fuck did this turn into such shit when i was so excited to play it i was so mad at that dogfight scene i i hate it i hate it i hate it i hate it i hate this i hate this fucking game And I'm trying to be nice, and I understand the good stuff, and I don't mean to sit here and shit on a game that so many of you love. I'm telling you all right now, if you love this game, and I know some of you do, you probably grew up with it. And if you grew up with it, I get it, because nostalgia is a powerful fucking drug. If you didn't grow up with it, and... Let me throw in that I don't like Star Fox on the Super Nintendo either. I just don't like this franchise. So I don't like this franchise. I don't like this genre. I didn't grow up with this game. And all I found myself doing the entire time was wanting to play something else. Because I was like, this doesn't control well. It isn't fun. I spend three quarters. And and, and then I'm going to shut up. And I'm going to let you tell me if there's a way that I'm not thinking of. I spend three quarters of that dogfight scene that I was so pumped up to play. Just trying to get one of these four motherfuckers on my, like, in my point of view. So that I could shoot at them. Am I... 
stupid? Like, are, is it hard or is it just me? And I, I have beat it. So don't fucking come at uh, me with you have to beat it. I can beat it. I just found it very tedious. Please. Uh, so the, the thing with it is, the unlike every other enemy you fight during those dog fights with those four guys, they're programmed that when they're in their sight, they'll do several assaults of things to get away from you. Right. So the best, the best method for getting them is actually to do... Uh, turn on your side and like, especially if you have the double edges and do sweeps across the screen. Uh, because if you try, if you try to get them straight in your point, uh, you're not going to do it. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, and then the typical thing, always keep a charged shot because uh, it does lock onto them pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, like if you're, as you're turning around or something, uh, and then you can get off a, a charged homing shot that way. Dude, I beat, but, uh, I, I, I beat the entire design that you can't just, you know, slowly chase after them to try and shoot them. So first of all, I beat the entire game the first time I beat it without knowing, like without using the charge shot and then realized how big a deal. And I was like, oh, fuck. It was like, this is like Mega Man. Once you have a Mega Buster, you have to hold shoot all the time. So then I was like, okay, well, that makes it substantially easier. And I never found this game particularly hard. I didn't do the hardest playthrough, but I never found this game particularly hard. Those dogfight scenes, though, like I said, I just... I just found them very tedious. I was like, I cannot fucking find these pieces of shit. And then I would find them for two seconds and then they'd be off the side of my camera. And again, maybe I'm just not good at these games, but I also was just, I was having no fun. I was like, because when you do find them, Daniel, here's the kicker is when you do find one of those four enemy ships, they're like you said, especially if you use the lock on thing, they're, they're not hard to take out. Like I spent three quarters of that level just trying to find one of them. Do you know what I mean? Like once I found them, I was like, this is not hard. It was just fucking finding them. I just, I don't know if I suck at these games, if I don't like them. I don't know. I frankly, I don't think, cause this game is obviously better than Star Fox on the Super Nintendo. I think everyone oh, can oh, agree. Yeah, yeah. Like Star Fox yeah. on the Super Nintendo legitimately to this moment feels to me like a demo. Like it feels yeah, like it, 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 it's a tech demo. Like it, it, it was a, Hey, look at this cool thing we can do. And, and, we spent all our energy into making it look like this because it looks cool. So here's a very basic game. That's it. They felt like they, they put all this time into developing some kind of engine and then decided to just turn it into a game and release it. Whereas I will say like star Fox 64 doesn't feel like a fucking tech demo. It feels like a full fledged video game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, But I don't feel like it does a good job telling me what, like how to play. I, maybe that's just me, but I was like, this, and I guess, and this is one of those things, dude, these episodes are, I, like, I want to stop recording because I fucking just have been dreading this episode so much. It's so hard to go back and play an old game that you've never played before because they kind of are expecting you to read the instruction manual and they're kind of expecting you to learn how to, you know what I mean? It's not like games today where the first level of every game is a tutorial level. And I understand that. And I did read the instruction manual and I did look up how to play. And I still was just like, the dogfight should have been so much fun and I found it irritating. The one thing I did really enjoy in this game before we get into the levels and stuff is um, while I found the dogfight to be fucking stupid because I couldn't find the four ships, most of the general boss fights when it goes into that all view mode or whatever the fuck it's called, I actually think are awesome. Like I thought they were really fun really fun um but that's because the enemies are bigger and i can fucking see where they are who i'm trying to attack do you know what i'm saying well and it's always the fun boss thing if you got to figure out where you know where you need to shoot um 
like the there's the one episode where it's the the floating submarine or something that throws a ball and mace at you and you got to knock off the exhaust port so it can't go underwater and then you got to knock off the crane and right. i can't remember the exact word you well, like that yeah or like in the first asteroid belt you fight this like just this giant ship that has this like rotating shield in front of glowing hot spots and then you shoot all the hot yeah. spots and then other hot spots show up and then you take them out and then the guy's like i can't beat you and then he goes like psych and turns around and you have more hot spot. To me, that was when the game was at its funnest. Or like the lava boss in the solar level. Yeah, the lava boss is cool. Yeah, I uh, really found those fun. Boss, like you have you know, to, you got to blow up the thing on his back. But if you take out his legs, he just falls down, and then it's just easy picking. Oh, I didn't know that. I kept just I kept doing the somersault thing and shooting him in the back. That's funny <laughs> that you could just take out his. I mean, he's the first level boss. Like he's a glass Joe. Yeah. You yeah. know, there's always he, gonna be one of those. Um, but yeah, the boss fights I thought were actually really fun. Um, I, it was just, it was that fucking dog fight. Just, oh my God. So, and the dog, okay. And so, and to continue on the point of the dog fight, um, and I, and I'm curious to, I have to imagine even the most diehard Star Fox 64 fan doesn't love this dude. Is it just me or are you constantly saving those three constantly saving those three? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Falco, uh, Falco and Slippy, especially, and I mean, it's, I think part of it was to impart, to, well, to make you seem better, and, and to impart, you know, Slippy is a mechanical genius, and I'm using quotes, right. uh, but he's not the greatest pilot, Falco is a hothead, and so he rushes ahead, and, you know, yeah. so, I, I found Peppy very, aside from the dog fights, very rarely needed uh, to be saved. Yeah, I like, I like, uh, I like Peppy. I like, and actually yeah, quite, Pe- dude, Pe- I, I love my Falco favorite, too. favorite of the three in the game. But character wise, I love Falco, but in the game, I want to throw him off a fucking cliff. He's such a, he's such a dick. I love him, but he's just such a fucking asshole. I think he's wicked. He saved by Fox. But, but. Yeah, you fucking idiot. I yeah. did save you because yeah. you're an idiot. Yeah, exactly. Raph, he's the Raph of the fucking team. He's the Raphael. He, yeah, he, re- he really is. Um. But I just like I don't even mind the saving them because that was part of the six the Super Nintendo one too, and I actually don't hate that concept because yeah, like it does establish that you're the leader, you're clearly the best fighter on the team. I'm down with all of that. I just thought that they it happened so often, and it was like I would just start having fun, like oh right, like in the first level, in that very first level when you're it's like Earth or whatever, and you're flying like through the mountains with the water underneath you and shit. And I'm just starting to get into like, all right, I got to take out all these ships. I understand that I'm shooting for a high score because it keeps track of your like hit count or whatever. And I was totally on board. And then it's like, save me, Fox. I need some help over here, Fox. Over here, Fox. And I was just like, you three fucking kumquats. Just stay behind me and shut the fuck up and we'll be fine. Because I'm like, I'm so, I don't want to fucking, that was, and again, that kind of comes back to the dog fight. That's what I wanted to tie it into. Where I found this game to be the least fun was when I was flying around looking for one particular small little ship to shoot. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's be it the dog fight, be it trying to pick off somebody that's chasing one of these three. That was when I was having the least fun. When it was just this giant smorgasbord of enemies and it was like rack up a high score and shoot as much as you can. I was like, this is cool. I'm having fun now. But then it just constantly would be like, go save one of them. Go save one of them. And I was like, you fucking jack offs. I'm sick of fucking saving the three of you. And what I like and dislike at the same time is how each of the three of them have like a, their own 
ability, I guess you would call it, like a, a perk that they bring to the team. Do you know what I mean? And it was so annoying when, like, I really wanted to save Falco, not only because he's my favorite character, but because Falco opens up the hidden paths, which let you go and play the alternate routes, right? Yeah. So I'd want... Yeah. Right. So he's like, I'd be like, oh, fuck, I want to save Falco because he can find alternate paths and stuff like that. But again, now I'm like, I'm missing all the shit that I wanted to just shoot and play and have fun with because I got to go save Dickface. And, and if you lose fucking... I mean, if you lose Slippy, then you can't see the boss's enemies, I think. Or the boss's health, I think. Is that what it yeah. is? And then I don't remember what Peppy does. I don't think he does anything other than tells you to do a barrel roll. Uh, <laughs> that is he, what he does. He That's do what that. he does. He'll tell you where to target. So, like, against the bosses, you'll say, target the Gosports or target oh, this. Oh, okay. So. Oh, so he, like, gives you tips. Okay. Um, yeah. But I, and I thought like, okay, when I realized that I was like, that's pretty dope. Like now they actually gave each of the three of them a little bit of character. And then if one of them gets taken down, then I think they sit out the next mission because their, their ship is getting fixed. Um, yeah. and I was like, all right, all right, I can get on board with that. But I just, it was the, it, what irritates me is the consistent repetition of saving one of them, saving one of them. There's uh there's the one boss fight, Daniel, where you're on like, um, it's when you're trying to get into the, I think you're trying to get into the ship where the main bad guy is and you're on like a spinning platform and you're trying to take out all these like. Oh, you different... take out the, the, the sixth uh, energy shield barrier. Yeah. Thing? Yeah. And I thought yeah. that was an awesome fight. Cause there's like all these enemies coming in while you're doing it and stuff. But again, it was just, all I'm trying to do is focus on taking out these six things you're telling me to take out. And it's like every fucking three seconds, one of these three twats is asking me to come help them. And I just, ah, uh, I thought it, I, personal opinion, I thought it relied on that shit way too often. Way, I was like, why the fuck are you three even here? Like, can you three do anything on your own? Or is it all me? And I just, I really just, I really did not enjoy having to save them. Maybe I, I don't know, like maybe I was playing bad. Maybe that's why they were always in trouble. But I felt like I was shooting everything that popped onto the screen as soon as it popped onto the screen. And I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, they, they, they need saving a lot. Um, and depending on the level, like you, you've got a lot of time to, so you have to save them. So you can usually finish like in that energy barrier one, you can take out a tower or two and then if they haven't flown across your field of view. Oh, I see. Uh, and the nice thing is, 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 well, yeah, I mean, you have to remember that you can do a charge shot, right. but usually all you need to <laughs> yeah. do is target one of the, the guys that's following them. And then the charge shot wipes out all three. Oh, okay. So. Well, may, like I think honestly, I think part of my problem with it was that I just found it annoying, and so I couldn't bring myself to enjoy it because I just was like, oh, I don't yeah. want to fucking like. I almost wish you could. I I almost wish there was an option to just turn the three of them off, and just be like, I'll just go. Like just everyone fuck off. I'll be fine. You three stay here. Look after Slippy. Wipe his ass for him, and I'll go fucking fight these ships because I don't need your fucking help. But anyway, yeah, it's one of the nice things about like the level that you're in the sub is that there is just you and you don't have to worry about anybody else. Yeah. And dude, that's something I wanted to talk about too, is I really enjoyed the the levels where you play as the other ships because there's the sub and then there's also the tank. And yeah. uh, I, I really enjoyed both of those levels. I thought that was just a whole different experience. And I actually yeah, really one enjoyed of, all one three of the of them. tank levels. The boss pisses me off, but the, uh, the actual, I, I like that it mixes it up. And, uh, 
Dope. Yeah, like I, I, I mean, like the only Star Fox games I've played are this and the Super Nintendo, the first one, because I know a lot of people hate on the GameCube one, but I think that's the one where you can get out of your ship and walk around a lot and stuff. Yeah, um, that 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 was that was ninety percent designed as a different game, and then it was getting shut down, and so Nintendo's like, well, we'll just change this character that's already kind of a fox to Star Fox and oh, capitalize on our IP. Because yeah, like so, I, yeah. I would have liked to have seen more levels where I played in a different vehicle. Because I actually thought that was a lot of fun, you know, the to yeah. change up. And I, I, Go ahead. I think some of the, some of the uh, later games in the series. There's only a couple more that I played. Right. Uh, the the other 3DS one is the only other one that's coming to mind, and I think it does introduce more ships. Okay. Because I thought that was all. Because like to me, like at the end of the day, like I know some people. Actually, I haven't seen very many people shit on it for being short. I did Google it because I was curious. Like I like anytime and I'm sure everyone listening has experienced this. There's every single gamer out there has at least one popular critically acclaimed game that they just don't like. And you wonder like, is everybody else crazy or am I just not seeing something that everybody else is? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, does that make sense? Yeah. And so with this game and this isn't the first game I've done it with, but with this game, I was like, I started Googling it and I was like reading on Reddit and retro gaming forums and stuff. And I was like, is there something I'm missing where it just isn't clicking with me? And it, the general consensus was when somebody went into a forum and complained about this game, the first thing people asked them were, were, did you play alternate routes? And for the most part, they said yes. And to me, like to complain that this game is too short is not, uh, is not, a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Relevant, I guess. It's, that's, not, that's not an accurate, like that's not a worthy complaint. Because I think this game yeah. serves best as a short bite-sized survey, frankly. You know? Yeah, I, I agree. Like it's it frankly, dude, if this was like a six, seven hour campaign, I think it would get so tedious and repetitive that you'd be like, fuck me. Like I like the idea that it's about an hour to beat it. You're shooting for high scores. I I like that idea. I like the idea that it keeps track of how many hits you had on each on each uh level, and then you can get the medal if you get enough hits on that level, like a high score. I'm totally on board with that stuff. And I didn't think that was a worthwhile complaint at all. If you wanted to complain to me, the big complaints about this game and really my biggest issue with this game and what it comes down to is I just don't think on rail shooters are that fun. And particularly no, me, me neither. Like even like the classics like uh even way back to the arcade ones like Galaga and whatnot, they they've just never been for me. No, like um, I just you know, like the, my favorite parts of this game are are the all range ones. Whether it's the boss fight or the whole level. Yeah. Uh, I do I, I really like the one that has the Independence Day thing where the big saucer goes over the pyramid and will blow it up if you thought if you fail. Yeah. Yeah, like that's, yeah, dude, 100%. Like when you, again, that's to go back to those boss fights, that's where, you know, the reason I'm sitting here praising the boss fights is because I was like, I'm not on the rails anymore. Now it's just a fun, like if, dude, if a new Star Fox game came out tomorrow and it was on rails like this one was, I, I, I would have zero interest in purchasing it. I would say no. But if it was all open and it was like, dude, just fly around. You've got this big open area to go explore. If I, I, that interests me. I'm like, I, and it's funny because traditionally I prefer linear games, but this one is just so fucking linear. And it's like, dude, the outer space level is like, I love it when you're in space and you're trying to dodge like again, asteroids and shit. Like I actually like the first, the, the meteor belt outer space world is one of my favorite levels in the game. I love that level, but it's yeah. like, I try to fly too high and the arrows are like, no, go back down. And then I try to go down and they're like, no, go back up. 
And I try to go left. And I'm like, you can't go that left. And it's like, I just let me off the fucking rails here. And I get maybe they can't. But I just, I thought it was just too confined. And I just, I just get, I just, I just find it boring. I'm sorry, everybody. Because I understand how big a deal this is. I don't get it. I don't get why this game is so beloved. I don't get it. Was it just people grew up playing it? You played it when you were a kid, right? Yeah. Is that, yeah. is and, that, and, you know, like, but I, I would play it for an hour and then I would go and play Mario or something else. Yeah. I just, uh, I, I don't, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm not trying to shit on your game. I just don't get it. It does something really fun for like three minutes and then takes it away and makes me go back to the linearity and the high scoring in the, on the rails, going through a tight course shooting concept is cool. And I get it. And it's, yeah, go for a high score. Fuck. Yeah. I, I don't feel like there's enough variety there. And I, I will say, uh, and sorry, I know I'm kind of dominating the conversation. I just fucking, I've been waiting to get this off my chest for a long time. And now I'm at the dentist. You might as well fix everything while I'm fucking sitting here. Um, I get it. I, I don't, I like the idea that there's alternate routes. I don't like, and I'm curious what you think, because I did not unlock all of the alternate routes. I like the idea that there are alternate routes and alternate paths and you have to find them. I Maybe it's just me, but like I found them very hidden at times, like some of them. And I was uh, like, how the fuck? Like, are you not going to, why not just tell me what I have to do to get the alternate path? And, and I know they kind of do. Like in the first level, like you, you text me about it. The first level, what is you have to, Save Falco and then fly under the hoops or whatever, right? Yeah, and then he said, you know, uh, you know, uh, hey, over here, and then he flies into a water field, uh, waterfall. Um, but there's nothing in the game to suggest that, aside from the fact that I, any flying game, if I see hoops, I try to fly through them. Right. That that's just to me, like uh, you know, and but there's nothing that says fly through hoops will do good things. They talk about fly, you know, get collecting rings, but that's not like they're talking about the actual items. Yeah. So, and it's like, and you, yeah. and like, to me, like a big part of Star Fox is that you're telling me to stay on the path, like stay yeah. in this fucking loop. And, and then it's like, oh, but if you want to find the alternate path, you have to kind of go off the path a little bit. And I just was like, why not? Like when you do the, the dog fight against, um, evil Fox and friends, if you don't beat them in time, then you go to one path. And if you beat them in time, then you go to another path. And I was like, cool, I'm on board with that. That's fucking, that's what I'm talking about. There's the one level where Slippy tries to be a hero and then like crashes or something and then you have to go save him. And I'm on board yeah. with that kind of stuff. But it's like, no, you've got you to gotta fly through all these hoops, save Falco, fly through all these hoops and then he'll tell you to go follow him into a waterfall. And I'm like, how the fuck is anyone going to find this? I just, I thought that was so, I love the idea of branching paths and harder playthrough path, like patterns and shit like that. I just thought that they could have, you know, frankly made it a little bit, I don't even want it to be easy to unlock the path. Just make it clear what I have to do. That's all. I don't care how, how easy it is to do it. Just make it well, clear to what I have to do. Level, even if that first level, like, you know, after you say Falco, he says, hey, Fox, follow me. And he flies through the those arches. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's like, but they, uh, even there, but even there, he's like, hey, Fox, follow me. That doesn't mean, like, I don't interpret that as, like, do all these fucking tight drives down through these hoops. I just mean, let's keep going, because Falco is the type of guy who, he's the asshole who's trying to, like, he's like, I want to be the leader. Follow me. 
I don't interpret yeah. that as, you know, I mean, even if he just like make him say something like, hey, Fox, let's see how good of pilot you are. Can you do this? Or something that would have like, been even better, yeah. You know what I mean? Just something to tell me that I, because I did not understand that he wanted me to follow him down through the hoops. I thought he just wanted me to keep going forward, and I was trying to well, shoot yeah, everything. He, he doesn't say that. He says to follow me after you go through the hoops, and then he right. flies into right. So he doesn't even tell you to it, go through the hoops. Yeah. So like but, you know, like if it had done something to encourage you to go through them, as opposed to nothing. And I know, like this is back in the day where you tell your friends on the playground shit, but. Right. Yeah, but like to me, that's different. Like, super in Super Mario World, there's the top secret area in the Donut Plains where you can always just go and get mushrooms and and items in a Yoshi, and that yeah. was the type of thing that we would talk about on the playground to be like, dude, there's like this secret hidden level where you don't really do anything. You can just go get power ups, and this is how you do it. It wasn't like, hey, if you want to unlock a third of the game, you have to find this secret path. Like that's well, and that, yeah, that's it. That's the only way to get to the hard, uh, the hard because the, the way that when you're looking at the map, it has the planets around the bottom, which is the the easy path. Yeah, the planets in the middle are the medium, and the planets at the top. But that's the only way to get to the to the hard path. Right, and I understand. And then from there, you could always choose to go to an easy, you know, down to the medium one, or and then from the medium down to the easy. Right, but. Yeah, you know, and I understand you, that you want to put alternate paths in there, and, and I'm down with that, and I'm down with kind of making them... I Like I said, I have zero problem with you making them harder to access. No problem with that whatsoever. Just tell me what I have to do to access them. That's where yeah. my problem is. Because if you do, Daniel, if you... If I hadn't looked that up, I don't know if I ever would have found that. And if I had... If I couldn't unlock the alternate paths in this game, there's fucking four hours of game here like other yeah. than multiplayer i'm gonna play through a few times try to get high scores and then i'm gonna tap out like it yeah. like because frankly the game i mean unless you go the i never finished it on the hardest route but like the game is okay. not even that difficult until the hardest route no you know no the, the only there's um a couple levels where i just you get there's too much stuff falling at you on the hard levels yeah. That I would die once or twice, but otherwise I'm fine right up until the final boss. Yeah. Oh, dude. Okay. So that's a, okay. So that final boss, first of all, uh, I said that the asteroid belt is my favorite level in the game. And I still mean that. Cause I just, I like being in space driving through the, the asteroids and shit like that. But, uh, in the original star Fox, there's a level or two where you kind of go into ships and then in a way it almost turns into like a slow-mo battle toad speed bikes where you have to dodge walls and stuff like that. And in this yeah. game, in that final level, before you go fight the giant monkey head, I can't remember its name. Um, Andros. Andros. Before you go fight Andros, yeah, you go through like his ship and all the beams and the walls are opening up and you're steering through it. That's where I'm like, now this game's awesome. Like, that's what I want. Do you know what I mean? Like, give me fucking, like, that was fun. That was a challenge and it was fun. I loved that. Um, yeah, well, and that that fight, like where you're going through the the temple, and there's that the giant robot golem thing that's running and pulling out the beams of the walls. That is one of my favorite boss fights because it's just it's just fun. Yeah, it is. It's really good time. Like, I know I'm sitting here saying I don't like this game, and I stand by. It. I like I have no interest to play this game anymore. I don't think it's that great. But like, I'm not gonna again. It's it's not awful. And there are points in this game where I really found myself having a good time. Like some of the boss fights, like some of those things where you're dodging the beams and stuff like that. Some I was like, dude, if the whole game was made up of this kind of stuff, I would be all over this. 
but then it but then it doesn't. Then it goes back to the on rails, try to get a high score and save your friends. And that's where I would get irritated. Cause yeah, at times this game is really, really fun. And then that final boss, I don't and I'm not shitting on it for this, because my favorite franchise is Mario, where the enemy is some made up fire breathing giant obese lizard. So I'm not trying to say that the boss has to make sense. Do you like what is the story? Is the bad guy just a giant head? Um Do you know? So like the the storyline is he was he was a scientist, he was exiled for you know, doing evil scientist things. Yeah. Um and then uh I think the implication is supposed to be that he's either in like controlling that giant head or that he did some experiment on himself to become the giant oh, head. Oh, okay. Um, if you fight him in the hard mode, like after you blow up the head, he's just a floating brain with, uh, and, and it's, it's incredibly creepy for one. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, I do find but, him creepy. Uh, I find that fucking giant head creepy, but I've always yeah. just wondered, I'm like, so is he like, is it just like a giant head? Is that what I'm fighting? Is this a giant? Whatever. Anyway. Um, but again, another fun boss fight. I really like the boss fights in this game where you're just fighting yeah. his big head and his two hands and he keeps yeah. trying to eat you or whatever. Like he keeps trying to inhale you. I thought that was dope. Yeah. Oh, if you, if, if you used up any of your, your boost meter right before he goes to try to eat you, cause you need to fold, you know, break the entire yes. time, let it recharge and then still be breaking. Otherwise you get eaten. Yeah. I died there a few times until I realized like, cause I thought I had to like shoot him in the mouth when he opened his mouth. And so yeah. I was trying to shoot him and then realize he keeps eating me. And then I realized like, oh, the boost and the, like the boost and the break are, uh, they're actually You never pretty... use them in the game aside from like those, those dogfight levels, y'all range modes where yeah. yeah, sometimes like, but yeah, they're handy, but you never really need them. Like very rarely do you need them. Like occasionally yeah. to speed through like two asteroids that are about to crash into each other or stop so that they don't crash yeah, into you or anything. Um, yeah, that, that's about it. So, before we move on to the multiplayer, which I'm going to really count on you for, because I don't under, I don't, I don't, I've never played it. One thing that I saw a lot of people criticize, even people that love this game, that I think is a very fair criticism, is for a game that's kind of, it's kind of like at the at its core, it's about putting up high scores, trying to get the best, you know, the most hits you can in a, on an island or on a level and stuff like that. I was really shocked there was no level select mode once you've beaten a level. Like, if you wanted another shot at, like, Solar, for example, you had to basically play through three levels just to get there to have one shot at it. Yeah. And I... And that... Like, right? I'm not wrong in that, right? Like, I'm floored that they wouldn't... Just put a high school... Like, put a score attack mode in and let someone yeah. just pick a level, you know? Um, yeah. I, I didn't like uh, that. No, I, I agree entirely with that. Uh, and I mean, part of it is, of course, because it's not just, you know, it's getting getting a medal on every level and whatnot, but then it's also your whole. Uh, and I always like the mechanic, you know, that their way of telling you what your score is, is because you're a mercenary team, is giving your build to General Pepper. Yeah, I liked that a lot, too. Yeah. Yeah. And he's always like, well, that was expensive. <laughs> yeah, I liked that. Um, but I, yeah, I just was really shocked that like, cause even like myself, that was part of the reason I didn't go back and play it more was cause I was like, well, I'd like to play some of the later levels, you know, cause some, and try to unlock some alternate paths and practice and do that kind of stuff. But I'm like, I have no interest in playing through 30 minutes of the game to get to the level that I want to practice that I've already beaten. Like, just let me pick the level. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, just one game that just popped into my head is super punch out, which I know super well, uh, no pun intended. Uh, 
once you once you beat the game or once you beat a circuit, then at any time you can just pick whatever fighter you want and go time attack mode and like practice against them. And I was like, yeah. there's no reason that shouldn't be in this game. Wait till I beat the path. Like, say you have to beat the entire path. Like, if you wanna if you wanna play the hard levels on like a score attack practice mode, then you should have to beat the game on the hard route first. But once you do, yeah. let me go in there and just practice. Like, don't make me play through the fucking, you know? Especially because the first couple levels get, like, I like the first couple levels, but they get really old really fast. You know what I mean? Like, when you're yeah. playing them over and over again. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, we all need somebody. Your spouse, your friends, your family. Lean on me when you're not strong. I hope my singing didn't ruin your day but the point is we all need relationships and unfortunately they're not always easy they take work my substantially better half and i have put more work into our relationship than just about anything i've ever touched and that's how she's been able to stand me for so long it's give and take and therapy can be a great way to help balance the taking with the giving I've been beating this drum for a while and I will continue to beat. Talking to a therapist is one of the best decisions I've ever made. It's almost like a massage for your mind. My therapist has helped me be a better partner, friend, and person. And honestly, sometimes they've just been a great ear to bend when I need to vent about the stress in my life. And therapy can help anyone. You don't have to have been through some crazy trauma to reap the benefits of talking to somebody. If any of this is getting through and you're thinking about giving therapy a shot, consider better help. I've used them myself, and they're legit when they say they make therapy as convenient and accommodating as possible. Fill out a short questionnaire, and they'll match you with a licensed therapist that suits your needs, and you schedule appointments around your schedule. And all of your sessions are done online or over the phone, so you can squeeze in a mind massage when it works best for you. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RememberTheGame today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RememberTheGame. Yeah. No, entirely. But anyway. So, I mean, that's my, I don't know. That's my basic thoughts on this game. I I hope I don't get a lot of hate mail for it because I don't think I've been, I don't think I've been unfair. It's not that I think your game sucks. It's just, it's not, I don't like lobster in real life. I know that's like one of the most, it's like one of the only foods I don't like because I'll eat almost anything, but I just don't like the taste of lobster or crab. I don't get it. But I know most people are like lobster is like one of the greatest foods of all time. And this game, I'm on the Wikipedia page and they're like, it's critically acclaimed and considered one of the best games of all time. And I'm just like, this game is lobster. I do not get it. But that's just, that's just me. Maybe if I'd grown up eating it, I would like it more. Anyway. No, I'm I'm entirely with you there. Like it's it's not that it's a bad game. It's not the most for me. Like I said, it's yeah. Pop it in for 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 an hour or something once in a while. Sure, um, you know, and like I would find this great if I were on a plane or something. Sure, and you know, and not to be well, and not to be a dick. And this isn't me throwing shade at the franchise or its fans, but like because I feel the exact same way about F Zero, guys. There's a reason we haven't gotten a new Star Fox game in a while there's a reason we haven't gotten another f-zero get clearly these games weren't like nintendo's like they're not they don't people not enough people want them do you know what i mean i feel the exact same way about f-zero as a lot of star fox fans feel about this franchise where i know you want another one dude if they tried to release another game like this today i really don't know how well it would do maybe with on score like with online leaderboards and like an online multiplayer it would work that actually might be more fun um yeah that would that would be fun um Part of the problem is, is like the last two, uh, 
Star Fox games we have. One was for the, I think the the Wii U, right. and it entirely used motion control. So oh. I didn't get, like I was all excited for it up until that. Yeah. And then the one before that was the 3DS, and you steered using the touchpad. Yeah, you're not uh, wrong. That might that. be part of the problem with Star Fox. Might be that they keep fucking yeah, with the so, formula you know, that stop, people want. Stop utilizing these gimmicks. Just give us an actual proper shooter, and they'd be popular again. But yeah. you keep you get to keep relying on the gimmicks there that aren't fun. Yeah, agreed. You know, like I I, I can't stand motion controls. I barely made it through Skyward Sword, and that's more because I'm a I'm a big Zelda fan. Right. Um, because of it, I I, I know someone who's a massive Zelda fan, but he can't play Zelda, the, the original Skyward Sword because he can't do motion controls. Yeah, dude, and Nintendo's got such a horrible fucking habit of that, of relying on their stupid gimmicks for yeah, their fucking games. And, just, and it's like, just give us the fucking games. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, just, just... That's what we want. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you, Nintendo. Fuck you, Nintendo. Ah. I hope, I hope they listen. Fuck, Actually, I hope they don't Nintendo. listen to this. I love you. And, yeah. and, you know, please give me my Switch Pro. But, you know, fuck yeah. you. Yeah. Now, I was going to say, I hope they listen to this. But I actually hope they don't because they'd probably cease and desist me for using the music that I'll have no doubtably used. Uh, I wanted to talk about the multiplayer a little bit, uh, Daniel. I, I So, again, guys, like not to listen. When, the, when games – so Daniel and I were going to record this a week ago. And I know I joked about how I was putting it off. The real reason we didn't record it a week ago is because I told Daniel, I don't think I've given this game a fair enough chance. Let me play it a little more. And I did. So I really want you guys to understand when a game wins our Patreon poll and I've never played it before, I may not 100% it and go through and do everything, but I don't put 20 minutes into it and then come on here and talk for an hour. Like I really do try to give it a fair chance. And again, this is a perfect example of one where like, just because I don't like it, it doesn't mean it's a bad game. It's just not for me. But I didn't experience yeah. the multiplayer at all because I'm sitting here in a one 3DS house with just my girlfriend who doesn't even play video games It certainly is not going to play Star Fox 64 with me online. So I'm going to, like, honestly, dude, I'm kind of counting on you. What the fuck is... Because a lot of people have said multiplayer is one of the, the, the best things about this game. What's the story with the multiplayer in this game? Uh, so the multiplayer... And you can, actually, you can, on the 3DS one, play it against some bots and at least get an idea of it. Oh. Um... <laughs> Okay, so then I didn't but give it, you guys a total honest effort that I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, un, un, understandable. Um, but it's it's basically it's it's uh, the dog fights. Okay. Uh, against you know however many people, I, I, it's against four because I think if you don't have enough people playing, it just puts bots in for the the remaining spots. And it's basically Fox Peppy, although they all play they all play the same. They're just so their shots are a different color. But is it like? But yeah, is it you and your just, friends against the computer, or is it you guys against each other? Uh, you guys against each other. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, so it's... That actually sounds uh, like a lot of fun. That sounds fucking yeah. really fun, actually. That's, yeah, oh, you know, and especially in the 64, because you're all sitting there in the, on the couch playing against each other, uh, you know, and accusing, oh, yeah, you were just watching my screen, you know where I was. Screen watching. Screen watching, man. If you're a screen watcher, you're a goddamn cheater. You're a cheater. Fuck yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, Daniel, but screen watching <laughs> fucking chaps my ass. Goldeneye. That's all I think of yeah. is the fucking screen watchers. Well, I mean, it's a big open square, so it's, it, you know, I mean, it's a little less of an accusation here, but you're not wrong. No. Oh, no. It's still, you're still a cheater. You're still a goddamn. <laughs> so there you go. Okay. Well, so is that, was that like, and I'm, and I, and I honestly have no idea. Was that really the only multiplayer mode? Is it just you, uh, dogfight against each other? Is that yeah. what it was? Okay. That yeah. actually sounds like a lot of fun. Like that, yeah, that would be I mean, crazy fun. Especially if you're a responsible drinking age, uh, you know, 
every, everybody have a beer and, and you know, you drink and you play and it's a lot of fun. Like I'm a huge, uh, like I love battle mode on Mario Kart. Like we all did. And it sounds yeah. like battle mode, except in space and shooting each other instead of throwing shells at each other. Pretty much. So, yeah. Oh, that'd be fun, man. Fuck. That would be so much fun. It's like golden. And it's one of those things, you know what? Actually, dude, there you go. That's a great, that's a great fucking game to compare this to. It's like Goldeneye. If I had never played Goldeneye growing up, and then I sat down and tried to play Goldeneye today, I would be like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Are you serious? Like, you guys like this game? Because it'll have aged like a bag of shit. And I feel, and I don't think Star Fox, frankly, I don't think Star Fox 64 has aged as bad as Goldeneye. But it is one of those things where the nostalgia, it's not, it's not Mario Kart 64. Like, without nostalgia, this game, especially the campaign, hasn't aged that well. I think that multiplayer back in the day would have been fucking phenomenal. Oh, that would have been fun. Yeah. And like you said, drinking while you're doing it would be fucking even better. I think that'd be sick. Um, Star Fox 64, man. Fucking just... I gotta be honest, dude. I didn't... Like, you're a patron, Daniel. You're not just a... You're not You're not just a... What is it? You're not just the president of Hair Club for Men. You're also a member. Like, you're not just a guest on the show. You're one of our patrons. Yeah. Did you... When this game showed up on the Patreon poll, did you think it was gonna... I... I... I would never have bet this game would win the Patreon poll. I really didn't think it would. Did you think it would? Uh, I no, and I mean, uh, like you, you borrowed this be- uh, from me long before, like before it was on the poll. Yeah, I voted for it only because I'm like, hey, that's a game I lent them. Right. Uh, but I, I, I was surprised that it actually showed up. I, I was floored that it won because I really just. Yeah. I, I got to be honest with you guys, and then and I'm starting to learn just how many people are diehard fans of this game. I, I really didn't think this that. Like I, I really thought the reason we hadn't gotten in, like a you know we weren't getting a lot of Star Fox games was because nobody gave a shit about Star Fox, but then we put this on the poll and it ran away and I was like okay fuck all right I'll shut the fuck like because my only experience with Star Fox was the original Super Nintendo one which I don't give a shit what anyone says it's not a good game it's a tech demo that's all that is, and so yeah. I kind of went into this game. I'm so conflicted on this Daniel as we kind of start to go toward rapid. I'm so conflicted on this because like. I don't like it, but I, I look at it objectively and I'm like, there's not really a lot wrong with this game. If it's your style of game, it's short, but I think the shortness plays to it. Cause the main focus is on racking up high scores and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, multiplayer sounds like it would have been rad. It looks good. It sounds good. Some of it is really fun. Some of the fucking dog fight can eat my asshole, but some of it is a lot of fun. Uh, like there's not a lot wrong with this game. It's, it's lobster other than it just doesn't, it just doesn't, doesn't click with me. But I, I, that said, uh, I, I will say I'm a little surprised that like the number of people that have come out and said that this is like their favorite game ever or one of their favorite games ever. I just don't think there's that much meat on the bone here. Even if I was absolutely in love with it. I don't think I could play it for more than about 10 hours, at least the campaign. And I'd be like, all right, I've had my fill of this. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, you know, yeah, you, you play it for that and then you'd put it aside and then six months later you'd come back to it. Yeah. I mean, that you said, know, I mean, especially with the, the number of games we had as kids. Yeah. I mean, But now having said all that, and originally I said, like, I wasn't interested if they did another one like this and I don't think I would be, but like, dude, if they released a Star Fox on the switch, with online where you could play like th- you and three of your friends on the same team and four ships 
and open it up a little more, which clearly technology could do today compared to what technology could do on the Super Nintendo 64, and then throw in online leaderboards and stuff like that, and like a, a rogue. Oh my! No, I guess you couldn't do that. If you're doing an online leaderboard, I don't know if you could make it roguelike and make it random placing of enemies. Um, but I, there's potential here. I just that on. I don't think the on rail shooter is a genre that has aged very well. I think that they're they were meant for an era when like this was the game. I could see if you got this game for Christmas and this was your game for the next six months, you knew every level inside and out. I could see that. But today, yep. if they released this game and you shelled out 50 bucks for it and had never played it before, and after four hours, you're like, I've beaten all the levels. Now what? Then I don't, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that would work. This was an awesome rental game. Like, yes. you know, back in those days. And, yes. and I don't know if that's what, if it was made with that thought in mind. But they're like, this is a game you rent for a weekend and it's awesome. And then, you know, mm-hmm. next weekend you rent something else. Yeah, agreed. Oh, spot on. This would have made a perfect rental. Because you're right. Like, I would have brought this home Friday afternoon, played it all night Friday, gone back to a little bit on Saturday, touched it on Sunday, and then been like, all right, I'm done. Like, I've beaten it. I'm done. Yeah, that's yeah. perfect. Um, Well, I hope I wasn't too hard on it for those of you that love it. Because I'm, I'm sorry. I just... You know, I, you know how much Daniel, you know how much shit I take for loving crash bandicoot. I take so much shit for people. People are like, those games aren't very good. Those games suck. Crash is stupid. He's an idiot. Well, you know what, everybody? Now you know how I feel when every fucking time I bring up my beloved bandicoot and you all throw shade. Guess what? My fucking bandicoot got a new game this year. Where the fuck is your Fox? Yeah, <laughs> there you go. You fucking hating twats. Sorry. Uh, um, I, I just remembered I wanted one other thing I wanted to bring up about this game. Shoot. This was one of the first games I remembered that levels had consequences because actions in one level would affect something in the other one. Like, for one, like we said earlier, if one of your guys dies, they're not in the next level. Right. Um, but then there's later ones. There, There's two guest characters in this game, Cat, who is a cat, and Bill, who's a, a dog. Um, but if you beat the levels they're in, they show up in the next level and they, they'll help kill things. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, I never got them. I don't think I ever saved them. Yeah, uh, there's another level where you have to um, shoot missiles that are coming from the Great Fox. Yeah. Or coming after the Great Fox. And if you if you do stop all the missiles, in the next level, the Great Fox takes out a bunch of the ships uh, in, in the next level from the enemy fleet, like the, the big battleships. Oh, that's pretty rad. Uh, yeah, so, you know, so I, you know, stuff that you did in one level affected the other one. Um, that first dogfight, just because I was curious what happens if you don't do the timer, uh, the building goes up and uh, the rest of Star Wolf flies away, but they come back later on. Like, with however many of them survive, we'll come back on a later level. Oh. Uh, I, wanna, I think it's the first part of the Venom level. I can't remember exactly. Okay. Because, yeah, like I never got through that where I didn't beat it, so I, I didn't know yeah. there was consequences for it like that. But because that, oh, yeah, go, so, dude, yeah. that's great. Because that's something else I wanted to say. I was a little disappointed that they didn't show up more. Because I thought they were such awesome. I love that bizarro, evil, mirrored copy of yourself mechanic. And I really thought that, like, when they showed up the first time, I didn't like the dogfight concept. But I would have loved to have seen those guys fucking keep showing up and keep bugging you. But I think if you beat them the first time, that's kind of it, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember seeing them again. Uh, I think if, if there's one route where they show up again and they're and and uh they're in slightly better ships but i might be mixing that up with one of the other games in the series okay but yeah like they're they're a cool bunch of characters especially that fucking pig because he's like a traitor and i think he's awesome i like that pig yeah 
Yeah, he's he's the reason that uh, he he was a member of the original Starbucks team that your uh, Fox's dad started. So, uh, and he's the reason that they got he got captured. Yeah, so that was something I was going to ask you too. Then, so like, is the Star Fox you play on Super Nintendo is that this Fox's dad in that game, or is uh, this no. the same? No, it's the same. It's the same. This is basically just a, a, a remaster or re, uh, remake of that game of the original. Oh, game. I see. Okay, it's like a okay, it's like a retelling of that same story. Okay, I get it. All right. Yeah. Well, good stuff, man. This uh, wow, we went for like an hour on this game. I didn't think we'd get this much out. It's I fucking the gamer in me respects this game, but the personal yeah. preference of me just doesn't like it. So I hope that that came through, and I hope I did you guys' game justice. Uh, when you guys, there, I, there I, is a lot of good in this game, and and, there is. and it has a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of good of this game, uh, and it was. Uh, there's a lot of things that were learned and and created in this game that I think really helped the genre and a lot of other games, you know, improve because of it. Right. It's just not a game for me. Yeah. Sorry, guys. If the sound went a little funky there for two seconds, one of my cords is apparently kind of broken inside, and so the sound might have shifted to like one speaker for a minute. That's all. That's that's my end. It's not your end. It's not your computer. It's not your phone. Don't worry about it. That's on me. Uh, Daniel, this is fucking Star Fox sixty four. So that just seems like a it's it's the most unoriginal thing ever. But that's how we score most sixty four games. On a scale of one to sixty four, what would you score this bad boy? Uh, it's funny. I knew that was going to be the ranking, and I was trying to think about this earlier too. You know what? Okay, probably. Well, What's that? I was gonna say I'll buy you, I'll buy you some time. I'll give it from a game perspective, guys. I give this game like a fifty-five or so because I do see the. I get it. If it's your jam, it's pretty good at what it does. I understand it. Okay, so from a personal perspective, I give it about a forty in the sense of like I'm glad I played it. It's part of gaming history. It is Star Fox, which is one of the Nintendo, you know, middle of the lineup fucking uh, receivers. I have no interest in ever playing this game again. I don't imagine I will ever turn this video game on again. But from a game perspective, I probably give it about a fifty out of sixty-four. Yeah, and I'm I, I, I'm pretty sorry. I, I think as a game and a lot of it, and especially because of the the multiplayer thing, which I know you didn't experience, I'd give this game probably a fifty-five, fifty-eight, somewhere around there. All right. Uh, it's got it's got it's got problems or whatnot, but for for what it is. I think it does a good job, and but yeah, on a personal level, it's you know uh, forty five or something. Yeah, I just it's not a game that I'm in any hurry to get back from you, or I'm in any any hurry to really play again. Yeah, no, fair enough, I get it. But all right, well, guys, I hope listen. I understand how important a deal this is to some of you, and if someone came on a podcast and just ran Super Mario World down for an hour, I would probably send them a nasty email and tell them to go fist themselves. So if you guys want to message me and tell me to go fist myself, go ahead. But before you do, please just keep in mind, I'm not shitting on your game. I'm just shitting, well, I am a little bit, but I'm shitting on just the fact that it's just not my, it's lobster. It's just, it's lobster. It's not my jam, but I get it. So thank you all for the passion. Thank you all for voting. And uh, Daniel... Thanks for lending me a copy and thanks for giving me a call and uh, explaining to me what I don't understand about Star Fox 64. No worries, buddy. Anytime.
And that's going to do it for this week's episode. Daniel, thank you for giving me a call. Thank you for talking Star Fox 64. Thank you for lending me a copy of Star Fox 64. And every single one of you listening to the show, thank you so much for listening to the show. And I hope you enjoyed that. I really hope I did your game fairly. I Just because I don't like it. Like I said, there's a fine line between a bad game and a good game that I just don't like. And I really feel like Star Fox 64 is the latter. It's it's lobster. It's fine. Just not for me. But I hope I hope I didn't burn any bridges. We'll see. If I survived the Chrono Trigger episode where I came down on Chrono Trigger, then I should be fine on Star Fox 64. Uh, guys, if you're enjoying the show, if you're enjoying what we do, if you like the way I swear and stuff like that, consider supporting us on Patreon. It is only two bucks US for an entire month. Helps me out. You get a mountain of extra podcasts and early podcasts. You can write into the shows. I'll read your comments. You can DM with me. You can join our Discord. All kinds of fun stuff. This Sunday's episode of Expansion Pass is going to be all about your video game rental memories. Going to the store, renting them, bringing them home for the weekend, the cases, the picking the boxes, all that fun stuff and uh yeah so patreon.com slash remember the game and if you're listening to this on wednesday march 31st wait until tomorrow because if you sign up today you're going to get charged on march 31st and again on april 1st so just wait till the calendar rolls over then you sign up then you get a whole month of extra podcasts and all the benefits for just two dollars uh, we also have a P.O. Box, which I don't plug very often. You can find the address at rememberthegamepodcast.com, but it is P.O. Box 69181, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, T6V1G7. Uh, just shoot me a postcard or a letter, something small. You don't have to send me big, giant gifts, just something little. I'll shoot you back a postcard. We'll be best friends. It'll be awesome. And uh, yeah, and check me out on Twitch. I stream over there Tuesday, Wednesday nights, and Saturday afternoons. Look for Member the Game on twitch not remember the game member the game over on twitch.tv come hang out i spend as much time arguing with chad as i do playing video games dude tetris tuesday is tetris we play tetris 99 anyone that wants to play can get in i count it down in the chat we have like a group of eight nine gamers now that all get in on it every week hot dogs it's a lot of fun so i'd love to see your face over there and i think that's everything i have to promote i think i'm done that's good enough. That'll do it for this episode. We'll be back next week. Oh, yeah. So uh, I don't know what game we're going to be covering next week. There's a poll running right now that'll be over by the time you guys hear this. We're either going to re-review WWF No Mercy, cover WWF WrestleMania 2000 on the Nintendo 64, or review WWF WrestleMania for the NES. That game's so fucking bad. Because next weekend is WrestleMania weekend in real life, and I'm trying to cash in on the hashtags. So uh, we'll be covering some form of wrestling game next week. All kinds of fun stuff coming down the pipe. Thanks, you guys are the best. And I will talk to you all again the next time you listen to one of my podcasts cheers remember the game is brought to you by our patreons we could not produce all the podcasts all the youtube stuff the twitch streams all the crap that we turn out without each and every one of your support it means so much to me so i would like to take a quick moment to thank every single person that has supported us at patreon.com slash remember the game so prepare for me to fuck up a few names and a huge thank you to a novel console, Aaron Backer, Aaron Lawson, Adam Anderson, Adam Beasley, Adam J, Adam O'Shirello, AJ Freeman, AJ Jones, Alex Martinez, Amarok, Amy Gillen, Andre, Andrew Wright, Andy Hudson, April Zane, Ari Picker, Arpad Botos, Ashley Cronenbitter, A-Town, Ben Booyah, Ben Busha, Ben Drinken, Booganish, Bradley McHugh, Brandon O'Brien, Brandon, Brendan Hain, Brian McKay, Brian Robbins, Brian Medeiros, Brian Ransom, Charlie Medeiros, Chris Campbell, Chris Copland, Chris Fleury, Chris Goodfellow, Christopher Russell, Chris Sumner, Chuck Schlarp, Cody Poland, Corey, Craig Rutt, Crash Bandiquitic, Chris Knife 007, Dan T, Dana Wuchrall, Dana Upton, Danny Vega, Dario Oman, Dave, Dave McGee, Dave Thompson, David Ray, David Schnatterer, Defunct, Derek Jane, 
Derpimus Prime, Desert Tortoise, Devin Gordon, Divalk, DNA Gaming, Duhow, Dominic S. Thompson, Doug Dorn, Doxer, Dylan, Electronic Emotions Program, Mfelf, Aaron Refu- Evan Refuse, Fake McHugh, Faro Vitali, Fer- Ferdy Martinez, Fraser Burns, Freddie Bovenkirk, G9PSX, Gary C, Geek Life Radio, Andre SJA Flash, Jafar, James Anderson, James Clark, Jared, Jason Cortez, JB Retromania, Jay Clutch, Jeff Johnson from Game on GNT, Jeffrey Mathis, Jer Bear, Jesse Clark, Joe Buck, Joe Gillespie, Joe Mack, John Doskus, John Quack, John Byrne 86, Jordan, Josh Morgan, Joshua Davis, Joshua, pardon me, Joshua Davis, Joshua Shenfield, K Jam, Kate Roberts, Casey Rarick, Keegs, Kelly, Kevin, Kevin Chincholo, Kevin Donlin, Kevin Hufford, Kinslayer, Kyle Paul, Lane Orr, Leon Napscog, Les Wine and Luca, Luis Oliva, Mackenzie Wheeler, Mad Shibs, Makeshift Mallow Money, Mark Jones, Mark McHugh, Mark 209, Martin Greenwood, Matt Brown, Matt McLean, Matthew Davis, McJr, Mega Man 2 OG, Mercury869, Michael Mathis, Mick Morse, Michael Hegg. Mike Cummings, Mike Malawaney, Miklos Blackshaw, Miles from BringBackRetro.com, Morgan, MPG in Buffalo, Mr. Satan, Mr. Nick, Mr. MeSeeks0406, Wolverine Films, Murat Pepper, Nathan Tremblay, Nathan W., Nevrop, Nick Sills, Nick Lu- Ninja Lunchbox 79, No One Cares, Pat Duddy, Paul Bullard, Parzival, PB McFadden, Peebs, Pi Messiah, Poops Loomis, Potato Bob Guy, Raging Demon, Retro Ghosty Ghost, Retro Bismol, Rex Sheldon, Robert Fuchsia, Robert Lippa, Rodrigo Tomazzi, Rogue Agent, Ryan Bayshore, Ryan Kinchin, Ryan White, Ryan Yeager, Sam Wright, Scott Brooks, Scott V, Sean Clifford, Seriously Ron on P, Sean Razine, Sharonic, Silver Grunion, Slick Rick, Spencer C. Weiss, Starro Probins, Stefan Fukasawa, Steve O'Connor, Stitch, Stupid Monkey, Super Mary Ho, That One Kid Nick, The Anti-Spatial Podcast, The Giraffe, The Honest Pokemon Trainer, The T-Word, They Call Me Badger, Thor the Hammer, Tim L., Tim Real, Todd O., Tom Kite, Tommy Reynolds, Tony Cherichetti, Troy <coughs> K., Tyler, Very Cool Dude, Vincent L, Vladstein, White Burrow, Wolfgang Darren, Juan V, Wyman Brooks, X Water, Yamcha, Zane Donovan, and Zoo Troy. That wasn't perfect, but I've done better. Uh, or done worse and better. I've done, anyway, good enough. There's your shout outs. I fucking tried. Thanks a lot for the support, everybody. I love you guys. Cheers.